Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card, right this way, it's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Hey, this is Christina Quinn. I'm the host of Try This, the Washington Post's new series of audio courses. The idea behind Try This is to become better functioning humans without having to comb the internet for countless hours. In our first course, we learned how to sleep better. Now, we're going to learn how to make our friendships stronger. I'll offer expert tips that are doable, and I'll keep it short. So let's do this. Glasses in session. Find Try This from The Washington Post wherever you listen. What's up? This your boy, Lil Duval. And check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. Oh, they got his name right. Good evening, everyone. Chris Plankin for Aaron Torres tonight. I'm Arnie Spanier right here on Fox Sports Radio. How you doing tonight, Plank? I'm good. I'm looking forward to this. And you'll know why I'm looking forward to this. Because every take that you bring up, I'm going to do to you what you do to me on wow. Sunday. Wow. You're being gonna, so mean to me already. I'm telling Well, I mean, you guys won the – didn't the Knicks win the championship already with that celebration? Wow. After the game two win, I thought you guys won the title the other night. But wow. No, You've been I, waiting all day for this, I see. Waiting all week. What are those dopes doing <laughs> celebrating like that after a game two win when you're the higher-seeded team? I've never been more embarrassed for your fan base ever. I'm glad wow. you got your asses kicked the other night. You're going to get wow. smoked again tomorrow. I want to – Service. I just want to say this is already the best show we've ever done because I'm I'm driving today, so yeah, uh, yeah, exactly. we won't be driving into a brick wall like you usually do to us. Until on, someone on tweets nights. something at you and you'll get completely distracted and you have to read the tweet, which will take yeah. away from every momentum like fueled take yeah. that you have. I, I I I'm very ADD. Like Dragon Slayer just said in right now, right off the bat. There, there can I go. please? It took can two I seconds. please get some decent sports talk radio tonight? <laughs> I don't understand. What do you mean? Can you get some decent sport? No, yeah, not on I this show. That. You're not going to get it. No, you're not getting that from us. Are you no. kidding? We've got to talk about Memorial Day cookouts and stuff, right? Isn't it a sports talk radio uh, qualification or necessitation or requirement that we talk about side dishes? Doesn't yeah. Big Ben always make fun of that? What is let's your favorite go. potato salad? <laughs> <laughs> and I see uh, Little Chewy go. already took a shot at you, and we haven't even started the show yet. Uh, oh, really? Yeah, a little yeah. Chewy doesn't like me. And I, no, he says, I, could we yeah. get a better fill-in host outside of Chris? Maybe somebody like the Sager to do double duty. Wow. Yeah, yeah, that's he doesn't story. like you. He really doesn't like you. No, no, I, I legit, it's the only person on Twitter that I've ever blocked. 
in my life. <laughs> I'm not even kidding. You've got to be a pretty horrendous person to get blocked by me. Oh, uh, I, I think it. I've blocked Daryl a few times, but usually that's just out of fun. But, yeah, you're pretty awful if uh, if that's the way you're going in life. But, no, I'm pumped to be here, dude. And, and, I, and I get a chance to ride shotgun with you. I don't have to work too hard You don't tonight. have to do nothing. No. Yeah, I do all the heavy lifting. That's right. I do want to congratulate you real quick. I'm only going to bring this up once. Your Oklahoma Sooners uh, women's college softball, they are going to go to the World Series, right? That's right. They'll be one of eight teams. My Wildcats made it. Go. I pray uh, we get Oklahoma because we need a, a bye game. So we need an easy victory. So I'm hoping uh, we get you guys. Yeah, I I, I would enjoy. <laughs> that would be fun. And by the way, welcome to softball because you need to have a sport uh, that your, your program slash university oh, slash wow. alma mater is good at. So there you What's go. What's the big controversy out there that the Oklahoma-Nebraska game is starting too early and you guys are all up in, in, in a lather over that for crying out loud? The game's not for another five months. Yeah, and, and here's why. Because that <laughs> That did. It's an interesting angle, though, if you think about it. And yeah. there's, you know, hundreds of, of thousands of, of fans that have dealt with this in college football is that you are very much beholden to the TV networks. Why are you yes. beholden to the TV networks? Because money. they pay all the money. Exactly. Yeah. And Fox has decided that, and I don't think it's a bad deal, Arnie, that big noon kick is their is their prime time slot. It's not prime time. It's not the afternoon. Fox has decided they're going to put their biggest games at noon Eastern. Well, noon Eastern is 11 a.m. Central, and as we learned, 9 a.m. Pacific time. So their deals are with the Big Ten, the Big 12, and the Pac-12, which creates some problems for the Big 12 and the Pac-12. The problem here is, Arnie, those 11 a.m. kicks have been constant for Oklahoma <laughs> over the last couple of years. So Josie, Joe Castiglione, the great athletic director at Oklahoma, finally said, all right, fans, I'm tired of hearing about it. Here's what we said. Here's what we've done. This is BS. We're trying to change wow. it. And that's where we are. Look at that. Look Getting at a it. little college football in right off the bat, too. How about that? We're hitting huh? everything. We're hitting oh. everything that you would usually talk about on a fall <laughs> Saturday. <laughs> you want to get in real simple, at playing show. I'm at Stinking Genius One. Actually, I, I, not that I wanted to start off with college football, but you've heard what's going on. Everybody's been talking about it. Um, what has happened with the fans out there, throwing popcorn on uh, Westbrook, um, somebody spitting on Trey Young and of course all this stuff is unacceptable there's there's no defending it Chris I was just wondering though especially you being involved with college football there must have been a time that you were on the road or even at home you're trying to do a pregame interview a halftime interview and you know what college football fans can be especially when they get all liquored up all day for tailgating there's got to have been a time where people are screaming uh, profanities sure. at you or it's going out over the air or they're throwing stuff at you or um, it's just gotten out of hand. I'm sure it's happened more than once, to be honest with you. Well, and, and I'll say this much. It, I, I don't know if I've ever seen anything like, and for those that aren't familiar with college football, I do sidelines for the University of Oklahoma. So I'm down there, I'm in it. And when Baker Mayfield went back to Lubbock, Right after he had transferred to Oklahoma and he returned to Texas Tech and, you know, he and Kingsbury didn't get along. We, we could revisit that. That was as hostile of a situation as I've ever had. But but honestly, Arnie, yeah, it, I've never really experienced anything too terribly bad. Right. Usually the only issues that I have is like with a security guy telling me to get back because I'm too close to the field <laughs> or something. I, I Don't get me wrong, you know. But nobody's screaming or anything like that while you're trying to conduct an oh, interview. Oh, sure, sure. Yeah. yeah, I mean, Baylor fans are nerds. I mean, they do it all the time. <laughs> they're they're down there jumping around like crazy. I mean, it's, it's the reality of it. But 
Arnie, I don't think I've ever seen it take this turn that it's taken recently. And I had to laugh hysterically when I'm reading all of the comments because you know me, I'm a sucker for the Twitter comments. Right. And when I saw the Twitter comments from uh, the Russell Westbrook, the popcorn thing, and everyone's right. like, oh, he's soft. It's just popcorn. How soft is Westbrook? It's just popcorn. And I'm thinking to myself, it's it's not really that it's just popcorn it's the disrespect and then people said oh well how do they know he really spit it looked like he was just leaning over talking to him no he spit on Trey Young I guess my concern is why are we trying to defend these actions and I understand what you're getting at hey it happens on certain levels at at, at every level of sports but why do we spend time trying to defend these actions from some factions of the fan base. Why don't we not just say, get them the hell out of here. There's a difference between being good, loud, even if you want to cuss at guys, whatever. I mean, I think Derek Rose hit it on the head this week, right? right. He said, listen, that, that's, that's part of the game that I grew up with, but spitting on a guy, throwing stuff at him. Um, I, I, what the, the chant against John ja Morant. I mean, those, those are, there's certain things that I think Arnie do cross that line. Right. And I just, I don't understand why we all, all as fans, say, yeah, that's wrong. That's not how you act. No, I know that, and it isn't. And both deserve their punishment. They've both been banned from their arenas, respectively. So you're not going to see them in any games, and rightfully so. I would have loved to see their names get dragged through the mud and get fired from their jobs. You know what I mean? Uh, right. Public ridicule, oh, sure. all that stuff. My only thing is that kind of bothers me is you know when you hear I don't you know an athlete say, man, I, they're lucky they stopped me. I'd go into the stand. And you know, and, and blah blah blah. And I'm saying to myself, can, can you imagine the day somebody's going to go into the stands because they had popcorn thrown at them and beat somebody to death? You know what I mean? Because you can't do that. You you have to keep your cool. Um, and that's what I'm worried about. You know, when when people say I'll go up there and I'll beat him down, and well, you can't do that either, Chris. You you know, it's not like I if if you take popcorn and throw it on me, I can't pick up a hammer and hit you over the side of the head. You know. So, uh, again, I'm not defending those guys, but we all have to maintain our cool. We we can't lower ourselves to what started it, like those knuckleheads that do the popcorn and spitting. Um, I can't understand how it comes to that. And now they're saying, and, and I guess, I don't know if you, you probably weren't paying attention, the Boston Bruin fans booed the two-beer uh, minimum today. <laughs> I'm just wondering, is it too much alcohol? Is that what's going on here? Have we been away from the game too much? I thought being away from the game would kind of draw us closer to the players, and we wouldn't have problems like this. I I didn't expect something like this, you know? Me neither. Um, and Arnie, to, to back up your point a little bit, we've seen what happens whenever you throw popcorn or maybe a water bottle on someone. I'll take you back to November 19th of 2004, the Malice in the Palace yes, and yes. how that got out of hand. But I don't, you know, I was thinking a lot about this today when I saw it on your on your notes for the show. I don't know. I mean, I, alcohol makes everyone a tough guy, right? I yes, mean, that's, that's the reality of it. That's why Beer I have, muscles, yeah. That's yes. why I have two beers before every single show, so I'll be ready to go <laughs> with Arnie. But Arnie, alcohol brings out the worst in people when it comes to situations like that. But I don't think you can blame it all on, on alcohol. I mean, there's just people that are a-holes that think that when they buy their ticket, they're, I bought a ticket guy, right? And I can do whatever I want because I bought a ticket. So I like your idea, or not idea, but your point that maybe it's just this pin-up emotion from not being, I mean, look at the, and, and I say it somewhat tongue-in-cheek, but look at that celebration after Knicks won game two. Right. I mean, do you, know how, do you know how hard Knicks fans would be laughing at Nets fans if they celebrated <laughs> like that after a playoff win? I mean, it's just, it, it shows you how, 
and I use the term drunk, but not in the alcoholic sense, but drunk in the moment you are whenever you're around the people and you're excited and you just cut loose. So maybe you're onto something with it's just that energy of finally being back in an arena. And listen, do I think the guy wanted to hurt Russell Westbrook when he threw a popcorn no, on no, him? Right. No, I think he wanted his friends to laugh at him and I think he wanted to humiliate, humiliate him. Absolutely. And you so it's a good yeah. question. It's a good point you bring up. I, I Again, the alcohol plays something to, uh, involved with there, but then aren't people going to get liquored up before they go? Especially in a place like New York City where you can stop at any bar mm-hmm. a half a block away um, or just stand on the corner before you go in and pound a few beers or whatever you got to do. Uh, I, I don't know if that's going to solve anything. Maybe it was just two bad dudes on one day and it was just a coincidence that you had two knuckleheads um, that did something so stupid um, that they got all the attention. That, that's the only way I'm thinking of it. Because I, I don't, I don't think it's going to be like a problem moving forward. Though I, I could be wrong. I don't think it's going to be like a epidemic or something like that. You know, someone like Russell Westbrook would tell you that it's a problem, right? If if Russell Westbrook and I know that he doesn't do a lot of media stuff, but if you if you magically went to line one and Steve Kerr was holding on two and Russell Westbrook was on one, he would, I think, Arnie, just based on his vehemently disagree with you. Because, and again, this is a dude that runs hot and is always the target of opposing fan bases, but he would say, hey, I've been, I've been racially taunted. He had an issue with a fan at Utah. It seemed to be kind of constant when he was in Oklahoma City. Had a couple issues at Houston. He would disagree with you. Now, I stop and say, yeah, I, I, I do think a couple of issues get blown out of proportion. And yeah. we lose our mind whenever you, you hear this story. And it becomes the highlight. And it becomes Twitter. And it's what everybody's yeah. talking about. So, yeah, and, and it's only a few issues. But, yeah, I, I, I tend to be – Russell Westbrook would disagree with this. But I'm with you, Arnie. I don't think it's the kind of situation where suddenly you stop and you go, we've got to put up a glass barrier or whatever it might be to keep the fans from the players. I, I like Paul. Bill's Mafia sent this in. I'm 35 years old. I'd love to go back and punch my 17 to 21-year-old me in the face for how I used to act at a football game. I, I remember when um, we, I was in high school and the Kings would play the Flyers and the Flyers had an unbelievable streak against the Kings. Like for 10 years in a row, they didn't like lose a game to them. And we would go to the game dressed up in Flyer jerseys and just raise all hell. And, and when the, I remember one game we had to run out of the out of the uh, uh, the form at the end of the second period because we got threatened. And they were chasing us out. I mean, it, it, they were throwing hot dogs at us, beer at us, ice at us. I, you know, I, I remember those days. I, boy, we kind of got not ahead. We weren't doing sure. anything, you know, uh, you know, race or anything like that. But we were, we were getting on the King fans like crazy. It was, it right. was insane. Yeah, and and I think we all look back and say, boy, whenever I was, you know, 19, 20, (laughs) 21 years old, the things that I would say, and you mentioned college football earlier, specifically whenever you're liquored up and you're at a college football game, I think uh, whenever I was in college, they used to love to get all over the punter whenever he was over there practicing (laughs) and warming up. But again, I don't think we're dealing with a bunch of punk teenage kids that are doing this, Arnie. I think we're dealing with some grown-ass men that are making poor choices at games, and I don't I boy the NBA just usually knee jerks like crazy. I hope they don't. I hope they don't you know, we're we're already separated enough. Um, but I, I, I again I hope that this is just a limited things and we continue to evolve and not not try to be as tough guys as we are. Be a fan without being 
uh, an, an idiot, I think is the best way to put it. <laughs> All right, we're off and running on a busy Saturday night, Memorial Day weekend. Of course, you want to be part of the show, you can reach us at Plank Show. I'm at Stinking Genius One. We'll come back. What happened today in the NBA? If we must discuss, we'll get to that coming up next right here on Fox Sports Radio. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel... It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well known to Americans. And yet, there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the Campaign Moment right now, wherever you're listening. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350-plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeartRadio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play. All right, good evening, everyone. Arnie Spanier, Chris Plank, sitting in for Aaron Torres tonight. By the way, Discover matches all the cash back you earn on your credit card at the end of your first year. It's amazing because Discover is accepted at 99% of the places in the U.S. that take credit cards. Learn more at discover.com slash yes, 2021 Nielsen Report. Limitations apply. We had some NBA, I'm, well, kind of. I mean, the first three games were... <laughs> Absolutely painful to watch. Utah now up by 10 as they're winding down the third. Um, this is the Milwaukee Bucks team I expected to see the last couple of years uh, is what they're doing right now. Maybe we're a year or two early, but they look like they're on a mission. They look like a team right now that can go to the NBA Finals. I don't know if they're playing better than Brooklyn, but that would be a hell of a series. I love the way the uh, Bucks look right now, uh, Plank. Yeah. Yeah, Arnie, and game one was awesome. I mean, I just I was thinking about that series today whenever it just wrap in fact, I, I I there was a part of me that just barely tuned in to this today after watching yeah. what happened in games two oh. and three. But game one of that series was a pretty good game. It was tight down to the very end. Dragic had a big game. He had a almost thirty, I think at twenty five, twenty six points. And the Bucks ended up winning in overtime. And I thought at that moment, Milwaukee's gonna get pushed. Remember Miami was the surprise yes. team in the bubble? Bro, I mean, Arnie, nothing was close. I picked Miami to win this series. Oh, did you really? <laughs> I mean, I mean, my, the Bucks won game two of a playoff series. Think about this. Game two of a playoff series. 
by 34 points. Mm. And then you think, all right, Miami's going to bounce. But I got smoked in game three. So, I'm I, I, again, I'm very impressed with Milwaukee. You're right, Arnie. Maybe this is this team rounding into form. They've got depth. They've, they've made the right moves. They've invested in guys like Drew Holiday. And they played really well in this Heat series. But, I, I mean, I won't lie to you. I kind of thought we might see a little bit more from Miami, and it's not yeah. to take anything away from the Bucs. I mean, like you said, you picked Miami. Yeah, yeah. But, gosh, that was just embarrassing. Well, I, I'm going to say this. You tell me if I'm out of line here. Matter of fact, Don. Go ahead. Uh, Laker Don, our technical director, please hit the dump button if this is out of line, and we'll just take it out of the podcast, considering the boss um, doesn't listen to the show anyway. And <laughs> if anybody complains, we'll just lie and say I never said that. Go ahead. Um. Are we sure Spolstra's really a great coach? I'm just asking um, for a friend who, uh, by the way, pointed out that Spolstra's lost in the first round or didn't make the playoffs in, what, six of his 11 years coaching. I I just wanted to – he did win two championships, but that was with, like, an all-star team that I could have coached to the NBA Finals. Are we sure – because if, if I ever brought this up and anybody heard me say that about Spolstra, I'd be run out of town. I just, I have to ask if this guy's really that great of a coach when he doesn't have LeBron, Bosch, and Dwayne Wade around. I'm not that good of a coach or life and anything, or if I don't have superstars around yes. me. I'm not as good of a talk show host if I don't have a rock star like you. But, yes. I mean, they, they, they didn't make it to the finals last year. I mean, you, we, we can't say it. I know you. That. I know, I know. You might count. I mean, there there is the counter to that. A, it was the bubble. B, it was a unique situation. Exactly. C, Jimmy Butler played absolutely out of his mind. But I think it's fair. I mean, this is now a – a first-round exit or a miss in the playoffs in four of the last five seasons. Ever since they won the championship, it's, yeah, like you said, it, it hasn't, except for when they went to the NBA Finals, it wasn't pretty smooth sailing for them, Chris. Yeah, they've lost. They've either lost in the first round or missed the playoffs in like four of the last seven seasons. But, <laughs> I, I mean, I, I don't know, Arnie. I, I, I think with Jimmy Butler, let's see if they're able to continue to build that roster around him. I th- you know, would, yeah, would I'm going to stop bit... right there, Chris, and I'm going to say no. So? No, I'm going to stay. I'm going to say no on that. After <laughs> when you just got swept, and now you want me to go ahead and build? I, I just got swept in the first round, and now you want me to build around this guy? When I get swept in the first round, I'm not building around anybody. I got to make some changes because I just got swept pretty bad by the Milwaukee Bucks, and my team looks like dog do right now. How much of a difference do you think it might have made if they were able to pull off the Chris Paul deal, and if Chris oh. Paul was in Miami right now? Do you th- it would, I mean, I, again, I, I know what they would what never get back the BS. second round. <laughs> yeah, but, but what Chris Paul would get hurt and, yeah. and he wouldn't wow. be able to play in the playoffs. No, wow. I, I know it's still a fresh wound. Uh, yeah, that's a still, Suns too, fan. Soon, too soon, too soon, too soon. But yeah. I, listen, I, I take my chances with, with Jimmy Butler. I, I like, I like Tyler Hero a lot. Let's remember Victor yeah. Oladipo got hurt. He's this having season. a bad. He had a bad series. He did, he was sure. great last year. This year, you you want to trade him if anybody would take him. But you are looking, and again, I'm not. I, I am a firm believer that the salary cap doesn't exist in sports, right? Uh, and it gives us something to talk about because I've never seen a trade not happen because of the salary cap. But in Adebayo and in Butler, Dragic, those are the and, and Hero. Those are the four big names they have under contract, and that's it for next year for the Heat. So I don't know if suddenly Jimmy Butler becomes a guy through sign and trade that that might become available on the market to see a wanted guy. But I think it's worth – Arnie, we're going to have these discussions whenever you have guys that 
you have high expectations for and they fail. And I think it's a fair conversation to have involving the struggles recently of Eric Spolster. But I think they'll be able to ride that NBA finals trip in the bubble for at least, what, another year? At least give them one more year to make sure. Who has more pressure on them to win, Giannis or Kawhi Leonard? Frank Vogel? No. Um, <laughs> every year for the Lakers, right? Yeah, exactly. Giannis or Kawhi Leonard? Ugh, that's tough. Because both of them have put a pretty heavy investment into where they are, right? Giannis has agreed to the long-term deal with the Bucks. They've made the moves that apparently he okayed and thumbsed up and said, let's do it. The Clippers gave up all of their future assets to go get Paul George and Kawhi Leonard spurned an opportunity to be with AD and LeBron to go across town with the Clippers, and they didn't even make the NBA Finals or the Western Conference Finals their first year. I, I still when, would when say you're an Kawhi. MVP, yeah, yeah. Well, look, I know Kawhi's got a lot of pressure. Sure, he could take off after after this year if he wants. Though, boy, he'd look bad if he did that, though. But if you say straight up, just which guy would I say? Has to win. Yeah. Has to win. Kawhi does already have a ring, and I'm, I'm already contradicting True. myself in my mind because he did take the Raptors to a title. Yes. And look what's happened to Toronto since he left, right? They've just been atrocious. So I think you got to say Giannis, right? With a guy that's, that's won the MVP. I, I, I think I, I agree with you on that. I think I agree with you on that. Matter of fact, I heard Brian No ask, Ephraim, do you think it hurts the Clippers that Kawhi's not a vocal leader? And Ephraim's like, oh, absolutely. I'm like, didn't hurt Toronto now, did it? That he wasn't a vocal leader. And who knows what he says behind closed doors. I don't. I, I, I refuse to believe he's as quiet as uh, we see him in, in public. You know what I mean? Well, and, and I, again, that's that whole mindset to where, not a knock on no or anyone, but we think we oh, know knock these guys. Him if you want. Go ahead. No, knock I love him. no. Go in fact, apparently, him. according to the Fox Sports Radio Twitter account, that's who you're hosting the show with. <laughs> um, but I, I will say this I think we try to assume things about people just based on how they act on the court when they are completely different people in the locker room or in the practice facility. We have no idea. We don't know these people. We thought Tiger was a great dude, family man. Next thing you know is uh, his his wife is chasing him down with a golf club because he's got 86 girlfriends. We don't know these people. So when you say, oh, he's not a vocal enough leader, how do you know? By what you say, I mean, right. how do we not know that he's not lighting up the locker room or that he's not the leader in practice? You know, everyone kind of thought Jimmy Butler was a jerk, and then he ended up turning things around in Miami. So that's always a challenging thing to me because I just don't know. Does he need to be more vocal? Who knows? Your coach should be a guy that's pretty vocal in all of this, and you jettisoned him for Ty Lue, and that's not looking like a good move but, now. By but the way, back, is, go ahead. Is, is, is there a problem with Jimmy Butler in Miami already? Uh, you know, there was smoke coming out going – he was making problems and, and all that, or uh, his agent came out. That's what it was. His agent yeah. was ripping, yeah. um, was it Sh- Shams about one of his reports? Oh, 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. You're going back most recently. I was going back in the history of Jimmy no, Butler no, just when they hated him of in weeks, Minnesota and Chicago, yeah. and then his yeah. agent came out and said, yeah. yeah, this is BS what Shams is reporting. But <laughs> they're out in the first round. They got beat by like 50 in one game. I think I would give the leg up to Shams on that report right now. Yeah, he was, I guess, uh, Butler's agent very upset at that report. Report, uh and saying, you know, who did you get that from? You didn't get it from anybody on the team, blah, blah, blah. Um, he's not making it up, though, is he? They, I don't think so. I, I, You wouldn't think so. And Shams isn't one of those guys that I think just throws S off the wall to see if it sticks. But listen, I know we've got to get to an update, but Arnie, where do oh, you look? Are, now you're telling me when they're how to run things up. Right. This is this is your text that I get in the middle of an interview that tells me to rap. But l- let me pose this. Which yeah. one do you think is under the most pressure? 
I, you think I, you I, think it's Giannis, or do you think it's it's Kawhi? Or you know, could we I, throw someone like Kyrie in there? Uh, you know what? I'll, I'll answer that when we get back because you're there pushing you me to go to the break, and now you, you'll tell the boss on me. So uh, <laughs> let's see. We'll answer that when we come back. First, though, our first check tonight. See what's trending with Steve DeSager, who wanted the weekend off, but Not I had to true. put my foot down. What's going on, DeSager? <laughs> Good That's evening, hilarious. gentlemen. Hey. Good to hear you both together. And I loved the mention in the first segment. A lot of us are looking forward to the possibility of Arnie's Arizona Wildcats against Chris Plank's number oh. one ranked softball team, the Oklahoma Sooners, Loser at the has College to quit. World Series. Loser has to quit. Loser okay. leaves town. Exactly. Loser leaves town. I'm down. Now, uh, the bad if, news if you, is... If Oklahoma loses, you got to move to Los Angeles. Well, that would be bad news yeah. if Oklahoma loses because, <laughs> correct me if I'm wrong, Chris, but the College World Series is like half hour away from Oklahoma's campus, right? Correct. But if you get a good uh, traffic day, it's like 25 minutes. <laughs> oh, and, 25 whole minutes. Okay. And, and I think, if I'm not mistaken, the only way that Arizona and Oklahoma could, could meet each other, unless they kind of roll through the loser's bracket, is in the championship series. Mm-hmm. I have seen so, them in wow. separate brackets, so oh. it looks like they may not be facing I each other next weekend. I wanted an easy weekend. road to the finals. Damn. <laughs> Damn! Well, Arizona may be facing number two ranked UCLA because they're winning tonight and would advance tonight. Oh, we know that Arizona, Arizona football is not going to be facing Oklahoma anytime yeah, soon. I wish! I look at uh, the closest in future years is Arizona has scheduled a home and home in football with Kansas State, the, but not the Oklahoma. last time we played Oklahoma. I think we beat them three nothing or ten three or something. It, they haven't Sega, played us since. Any any time that something happens with with anything Oklahoma related or with one of Arnie's teams, he'll send me somehow the newspaper clip from an Arizona beat 1973. Oklahoma like <laughs> seventy three or seventy four. It's hilarious. Uh, <laughs> by the way, did you see uh, some of the college football schedule was out this past week? I noticed that Arizona yes. is opening at the Raiders Stadium in Las Vegas. First weekend of September, Arizona-BYU. Got to yep. get the stink out. Got to get a team in there to <laughs> lay an egg. So we that's what BYU the like, like the last two or three times we played them. I'm sick and tired of playing them. It's killing okay. me. Update on the NBA. We have nine and a half minutes left in regulation. Utah's yeah. at Memphis tonight. First round series tied at a game apiece. And top-seeded Utah only leading 96-93 now. Yeah. And for the Grizzlies, Dylan Brooks with 25 points. Ja Morant with 17 points and seven assists. The other three games well unless you were fans of the winning team really not much to write home about Arnie was right it was Philadelphia 132 to 103 winners at Washington tonight so Philly's up three games to none Joel Embiid 36 points Milwaukee completed a four-game sweep winning at Miami 120 to 103 Giannis Atenecumpo a triple-double including 15 assists and Portland dominated Denver 115 to 95 that series tied at two games apiece Norman Powell had 29 points Blazers led by 33 late in the third quarter mm. nhl playoffs montreal an overtime winner tonight against toronto three to two they had beaten them in overtime previous game so they forced a game seven in toronto on monday meanwhile boston opened the second round of the playoffs tonight beating the islanders five to two jordan spieth leads by one stroke at colonial in fort worth chelsea won soccer's champions league final kyle larson earned the nascar poll for tomorrow's coca-cola 600 on fox tv 6 p.m eastern time scott dixon has the poll for sunday's indie 500, by the way, and two late baseball games. Adam Wainwright and the Cardinals lead 7-0 at Arizona in the bottom of the fifth. Arizona has lost 12 games in a 
row. Wow. Baltimore has lost 12 in a row. They just got swept in a doubleheader at the White Sox, 7-4 to and 3-1. to And Pittsburgh swept a doubleheader from Colorado, which has lost five straight. The Rockies got shut out in each game, 7 nothing and 4 nothing today. Why even show up? <laughs> Milwaukee gets... Uh, uh, Posted a sweep at D.C. after their rain out last night. Beat Washington 4-1 to and 6-2. to And it was a rain out at Cleveland. They tried to play through the rain last night and got enough for an official game. And Toronto at Cleveland was rained out today. They'll play a doubleheader tomorrow. And what a Padres game tonight. Winning in 12 innings at Houston, 11-8. to Will Myers, a late three-run homer. Fernando Tatis Jr., with huh. two outs in the ninth at the time, three-run homer, and it traveled about 450 feet. That's his 15th home run in these Why first two months. Why would you give him a pitch to him? Jeez, it's, I don't uh, understand that. Yeah, up by three. I know! <laughs> That's not a bad Amazing. Not a bad question. Mets and Giants each one. Now, you mentioned Brian No, who was the co-host before yeah. us here on Saturday Night Fox Sports Radio. He is an Indianapolis native, and before he signed off tonight, he had the question, will there be a balloon release at the Indy 500? This year, that's a tradition like 75 years worth at Indy. I looked it up and the Indy Star says there wasn't one last year and won't be one tomorrow for the same reason. It's not because of balloons impact on the environment. Maybe they, quote, haven't decided that yet. But because of COVID protocols, it limits the amount of staff on site. So we're used to seeing pre-race, well, a lot of traditions, but including the, what is it, red, white, and blue balloons, roughly those colors uh, going up in the air. And Brian brought it up because he's had balloons land in his backyard when he was was, uh, like, Two and a half hours later. Cancel everything now. Cancel it all. uh, Living at Indy. But no, that's going to be a no on the Indy 500 uh, (laughs) pre-race tomorrow. Back to you. I like that. All right. Thanks a lot to Sager. If you want to get in, uh, he's Chris Plank sitting in for Aaron Torres. I'm Arnie Spanier. You can get in at Plank Show. I'm at Stinking Genius 1. Um, people chiming in who has the most pressure. Jason said, talking about pressure on NBA players, Paul George is a super max player who's never won. He's my answer. And uh, Nature Boy says, the most pressure is on the players who's never tasted an NBA championship. And I can understand that also. Um, for some reason, though, it just feels like Kawhi's got the most pressure. on. Maybe it, it's Giannis, but it just feels like Kawhi uh, has more pressure. Chris Paul, we didn't expect him to win it this year anyway. Maybe the most just get out of the second round. It just feels like Kawhi's got the most pressure, Chris, you know? If we were to go just historical, right, and you're probably right with Chris Paul. But like you said, kind of a unique situation. He's in Phoenix. They, they were trying to rebuild in Oklahoma City, but they ended up being better than they thought two years ago. And, oh, did they – did they hit the mark on their tank this year? <laughs> but I, I think it's always funny because Paul George is a guy that pretty much forced his way to the Clippers, right? And gave himself the nickname Playoff P. Yeah. So I do think to Jason's point, that's a fascinating angle to this because it, like if I gave my like if I gave myself the nickname uh, Knicks lover, and I'm just I'm never talking about the greatness of the Knicks or something of that nature. What sense does it make? Or if I call it hot take machine, and I'm never giving hot takes, I'm always riding the fence. That's like Paul George, who I keep wanting to call Paul. Or Pierce call yourself stinking genius and getting all your picks wrong. Right? What the hell am I doing here? So I I think that you can look at a handful of guys. I think it's big t- now, and I I even just mentioned Kyrie earlier, but hell, he's got a ring. So I, it, it it's interesting because you. 
you look at the situation, we're talking about guys that have rings, but also then dudes that put together these super teams, right? LeBron right. was instrumental in getting AD to Los Angeles. Stop me if I forget anyone, Arnie. Uh, obviously, KD, Kyrie, and, and Harden in, in Brooklyn, so some might say maybe it's more Harden than right. anyone else. But to me, Kawhi really shook the landscape uh, of the NBA last year, so or two years ago now, I guess. So I, I, I think... I think it's a tough debate. I really do. I'm I'm going to naturally say Giannis because he hasn't won it yet, and he's trying to put together kind of a, a a mini small market super team, maybe similar to what the Jazz had with Carl Malone and and John Stockton. But I'm here to tell you right now, I it, it's a hard conversation right now because the bottom line here, Arnie, is there's a hell of a lot of pressure on all of them right now, every single one of them who have either forced their way out of a out of a town or are forced teammates to come with them. And now if they don't get it done, it's, it's an embarrassment and it's unacceptable. By the way, look how much of a difference um, a year makes in the playoffs between having fans and, and not having fans out oh. there. I mean, we'll never find out the answer. I'm just wondering um, how much of effect the fans have on their teams and, you know, on the series and if it would affect the way a series ended up because the fans are in the stands right now. It's just packed. And it's great to see them. You know what I mean? Do you know, I was one of those dudes that um, was, hey, the games are here. I'm happy. So I'm not going to complain about it. Right. But and, and and I think it's kind of obvious to say the fans definitely make a difference. But I guess I guess. I didn't realize how much of a difference. And I know that sounds – some people might go, what the hell are you talking about? I, I think I was just so grateful for sports at this time last year, Arnie, that I was, oh, it doesn't matter, man. Starving man's getting a cracker. Shut up and accept it. <laughs> but it really is, right? I mean, whenever – and by the way, the, even the balloon story, Yeah, stop the protocols. All right, we're done. It, it's over. We're not la- launching balloons because of a limited number of people. Did you, Have you seen Madison Square Garden? That was supposed to be a hot spot. For COVID. Holy smokes, you can't even wedge someone in there. 15,000, right? It was 15,000. <laughs> it was incredible. Like Look what they're doing in Phoenix and what they've done in Boston. I mean, but it's you just, know what the funny part is? Uh, the, the Knicks, they only got 15,000. I think they could put in 16,000 or, or a little bit more. They said, no, no, 15,000 is the limit. That's, <laughs> that's it. Yeah. We yeah, can't I mean, have any more. Stop, stop. 50% <laughs> at certain events. I mean, I just, uh, I think it's time to understand that we've got a high percentage. I'm not going to try to go doctor here on your or Coach Fauci or anything. But, I mean, let's, let's go. I mean, it, it, this old BS of, oh, no, we're at 50%. Why? Just go. Let's roll. It's, it's time to get full capacity back because, by God, we need it. He's Chris Plank. I'm Marty Spanier. Plank sitting in for Aaron Torres. We'll come back. We'll finish up what we saw today. That's next right here on Fox Sports Radio. All right, good evening, everyone. He's Chris Plank. I'm Marty Spanier. Plank sitting in for Aaron Torres on this Saturday night. Oh, we finally have a good basketball game. Utah 110, Memphis 109, just under four minutes left in this one. Series tied at one game apiece. Boy, what a steal. I didn't see this being uh, this series being this close. I thought maybe one game Memphis could steal, but if they get this, go up two games to one, um, it comes down to game four. They get game four, they'll win this series, my friend. How about that? Let me... I yeah. love Memphis. We, yes. we were talking because Rick Buecher's coming up with this next hour here on Fox Sports Radio. And, I mean, I'm not just infatuated with Memphis because our man Shady Sean 420, who I guess has a birthday on April 20th, <laughs> but he'll always tweet about Memphis. Uh, I, I'm fascinated with this team, Arnie. I, I think with Morant and Brooks, they've got a good young core. I think they've got a chance to be a really good basketball team for a couple of years. Now, 
they've they're the eight seed. I mean, it's not like they're rolling in here as some you know three or four seed that's a favorite. But man, they've given Utah all they can handle, and I feel like every time John Morant steps on the court, he he ups his game even more. And uh, it took got big shot from Donovan Mitchell, and I know your feed's always ahead of mine. But yeah. what one thirteen one oh nine with about three fifteen to go in the game. Right, right. And, and, of course, Donovan Mitchell, and I know he has just recently come back. How many games did he miss down the stretch um, uh, for Utah, uh, Chris? Uh, Donovan Mitchell missed quite a few. Yeah, I mean, I in fact, I, I he missed like game one. or 16 or something like he, that. He, he missed game one yeah. in the series, and he wanted to. So, yeah, he missed the last 16 games of the regular season with that high ankle sprain and the first mm. game of the playoffs. So, Yeah, there's, there's no doubt. Um, there's certainly – uh, there's so much a better team, obviously, when he's healthy, but I didn't expect Memphis to put up such a fight. Utah, right now with the four-point lead, a little over three minutes left, Utah's got to get this one. They don't want to go down 2-1 and have to fight and must get a must-win in, in game number four. We'll see what happens here. How about Philadelphia? Uh, I guess Doc Rivers wasn't the problem with the L.A. Clippers. Uh, they're looking damn good, Joel Embiid. I haven't seen him play this. this I mean, he really upped his game another notch. It's incredible what he's doing out there. Philadelphia um, might be playing better ball right now than Brooklyn, to be honest with you. Here's something for you. If you had a chance to, and and I don't know, is the NBA MVP voting done before the season's over? Yeah, I believe it's done before the playoffs. There you go. Would you change your vote? And think more about Embiid, or was he? Did, did he miss too much time because of injury? Is is this already been decided? Because there, what, remember that great debate we had about, oh, is Steph Curry the MVP, or is it Jokic? Does what Embiid did in this first round maybe change some of that perception a little bit, or or is? Is it something that doesn't need to be changed? Well, should it be just a regular season award, or are we talking yeah. about the playoffs also? Yeah, I mean, I I think that's the conversation that you know permeates from college football and the Heisman to to what major league baseball and and their awards I, I feel like you know there's a handful of college I mean I've, I've, I've been covering just about every single college sport that waits until the full season is done but these leagues that decide not to include the postseason I get Arnie because you don't want to be a prisoner of the moment right and you don't want to get too carried away and losing the totality of the season but I think it's kind of necessary to to take into account what happens in the playoffs because can you still vote for a guy as the MVP if they're like yes three and out in the first round? Yes. Okay. Well, I mean, suppose somebody did, Steph Curry, I would have voted for. He didn't even there really make go. the playoffs. Suppose the Lakers would have lost in the playing game. I think uh, you know people could have made cases for Anthony Davis, LeBron um, to win not this year, but you know in other years to win the win MVP. So. You don't really have to go to the playoffs, and you still have some remarkable players right there. You know what I mean, Chris? Fair enough. I mean, listen, I'm not. I, it's it's just it's funny to me because it's not a hill that I've ever wanted to die on. Right. <laughs> I'm not going to sit and go, "How dare you!" and spit and scream in my microphone and act like I'm truly outraged by it. You just brought up that point about how well Embiid has been playing, Arnie, and I just I can't help but wonder if it leads some people that might be have had an opportunity to redo their MVP valeting if they think, damn, yeah. man, that really was the best player in the NBA this year, and they're up 3-0, and they're dominating. One other series tied at two games apiece, Portland 115-95 over Denver. Um, this one's going seven. You don't, I don't care what happens in game five and six. You know it's going to go ahead and go seven. Love the way Portland looked today, and they really the rest of the team shot well. Dame didn't shoot very well, but the rest of the team did. Um, great victory, two apiece. Who do you who do you think has the advantage going down the stretch here? 
Well, I know that we're supposed to stay true to our big board, right? Right. And our big board is our picks. I went with Portland in this series, and I, I don't know. It was kind of one of those gut feels more than anything else. And right. I said, I, I will say I had to laugh whenever people were trying to call for Dame time in the middle of the second quarter the other day. <laughs> Dame time is at the end of the game, people. But, I mean, hey – um, they called he called his team Mike Malone or wait did they call him Michael Michael yes I don't Michael like his, it's Michael I'm sorry sorry Michael yeah. Malone called his team soft today Arnie and if you want to get their attention that's one way to do it you call them soft let's go and you, I I would love to see how the Nuggets respond could you imagine if if you called me Arnie I said it's Arnold Mr. Right. Spaniard to you <laughs> what was that all about come on you huh? sent that to me last week and I cannot believe we didn't go more in depth on that I'm still kicking myself for that. I don't know. Was he in a bad mood or something? I, I don't remember what the score was when he was being interviewed. I can't remember off the top of my head. Michael. Know? Michael. Michael. Because <laughs> don't call me Mike. Oh, don't don't you dare call me Mike. Unbelievable. Oh, right, so uh, we just uh, crushed hour one. Hour Done. one in the books. We have so much to get to. Rick Buecher going to join us at about 20 past the hour. FS1 NBA analyst. So obviously we got a lot to talk about for the games coming up tomorrow. And, and the Sunday game, so much better uh, and more intriguing than we got today. I certainly promise you that. So we'll get to that. You want to jump in at Plank Show. I'm at Stinking Genius One. More NBA for Sunday's game next here on Fox Sports Radio. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. What's up, everyone? It's me, three-time NFL All-Pro Sean Marion. And I have a new sports podcast called the Lights Out Podcast with Sean Marion. This podcast is special to me as I get a chance to talk to some of the best who've ever done it on the field or the track. So whether it's talking to a Super Bowl champion or a NASCAR Cup Series champion, the Lights Out Podcast will bring it to you the only way I know how to. I'm giving you the best insight from the best who's ever done it. Listen to Lights Out with Sean Marion on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcast. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. The best conversations I have with my colleagues are the ones that happen when no one is looking, when we're not 100% sure yet what to write. Hopefully, having conversations like this can help you figure out your own point of view. That's kind of our job as Washington Post opinions columnists. I'm Charles Lane, Deputy Opinion Editor. And I'm Amanda Ripley, a contributing columnist. We're going to bring you into these conversations on a new podcast called Impromptu. Follow Impromptu now, wherever you listen.
Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350 plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play. Oh, good evening, everyone. He's Chris Plank. I'm Arnie Spanier. Plank sitting for Aaron Torres on this Saturday night. You want to be part of the show real simple? You can go ahead and tweet us at Plank Show. I'm at Stinking Genius 1. Rick Buecher going to join us at about 20 past the hour. FS1 NBA analyst. Got a lot of NBA to get to today, Plank, no doubt about that. First thing, though, kind of big news here in the Fox Sports family. Uh-oh. Guess there's an opening uh, in the mornings, I guess. Clay Travis. Go. to rep- uh, replace Rush Limbaugh. Uh, have you ever filled in? in the? I was I was getting on Taurus. I go, I would like to fill in until they get a permanent uh, host in the mornings, um, but they'll never have me do it. But to- I said to Taurus because... They don't trust you, and Torres informed me that he's filled it in the mornings. Have you filled it in the mornings? Yeah. So you mean it's just me? They won't let fill it in the mornings? They let you- I mean, I wow. I was I filled in right as Clay was taken over, and then kind of you know yeah Jason and Jeff Schwartz had kind of started right, being the regular right. fill-ins, but yeah, it, right when Clay kind of first started i was i was a bridge guy there for a couple of weeks. so you mean it, it's it's me it, it's me they won't let fill in that's what They'll it appears to be right now wow wow how did i become so hated and so untrusted i have no idea for crying out loud i you mean, think they would ask me because i live on the east coast it's true. 6 a.m for me you know true it'd be seven to ten i'd love to do that show with you anytime you want arnie i mean yeah. i i had do I have someone... to talk about a flat tax or anything like that or no the... no 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 you i think you'll be good <laughs> i think you'll be good to kind of dive into uh... whatever sports topic you want to get into arnie i don't think you have to get too political so no we but... don't have to get the politics and, no, no, no. Uh, I, and by the way, kudos to Clay. That's awesome yes. to see what he's built. Really, really cool deal. But I, I like how you bring your desires to do that morning show yes. live to the program tonight. And I'm going to yeah. go out on a limb, lead a lap, and predict that at some point Arnie will shoehorn it into tomorrow night's show too. You want uh, anyone want to take yeah. any odds on that one? I, yeah, I, well, I get the feeling I'm, I won't be asked. Uh, to, besides, <laughs> it is a little early for me. Um, Uh, I'd have to get up at 5 o'clock. I love early mornings. Now, here's the funny thing. I don't know about you. I love early mornings, but by God, I can sleep in with the best of them now. Oh, yeah. So, I I mean, I might say if I know that I've got to work and I've got to get up at like 4 a.m. or if I'm filling in for for Jason or or Jonas in the overnight show – it's great, but on any regular night, am I up at 1 a.m.? No, 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 no. I'm out like you, a light. You fill in uh, also for Ben Maller and the Maller sure. Militia. Love the Maller Militia. Oh, stop it. You do not. You do not. <laughs> hey, by the way, you can just I, say you do. Go ahead. Can I pull an Arnie here? And yeah, just yeah, say go something? ahead. I, I, yeah. I had to laugh because uh, I had brought up how it just be done with protocols. Is it 100% or if it's not? Uh, so, Gamer Freak Choney on Twitter became that guy that decided to like tag one of my employers and here's what he said (laughs) because obviously 
Choney needs some work on his. Did you ever take the Iowa basic skills, the listening side of things? <laughs> he tweets out to go. Just heard this guy on the radio say that he doesn't care if people get sick, pack the stadiums, never put <laughs> sports above people's lives. Okay, first of all, uh, a that's not what I said. B what I said was either we're 100 percent or we're 50 percent, but stop with protocols. It's getting ridiculous because number one, I still have yet. You show me some evidence from one of these games that we've came, come away from that is at capacity where it's become an issue, where you've seen more people getting sick. I just – I'm sorry. I think we've reached that point now to where if you're putting a percentage on admission – well, why? Did yeah. you tell me that they weren't – that that wasn't full capacity at, at Madison Square Garden? It, right? was, it was like 90%, I right. believe. I believe what, it was 90%. What good does that yeah. do? Right, right. Right? I no, mean, I how, how how do you stop and say, oh, my gosh, we're being smart. We're, 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 we're socially distancing and we're wearing masks. That's fine. But 90% of the people that I see in there have their masks down and they're yelling. Are they spitting and throwing popcorn at people? So my point is it go to the games, everybody die. Oh, get COVID and die. No, no, listen up. It's we're not if we're at a percentage we're not social distancing they're not spreading out people are on top of each other so it's not making any sense yeah. when you look at these places that are like oh we're only having a percentage or we're not releasing balloons or whatever that might be at the Indy 500 it just it doesn't make any sense to me See, so. I'm a bad guy to ask for first of all we just reopened everything starting today so restaurants are allowed to stay open until 2 2 30 in the morning we got a you know we have a lot of um uh, tourists that come in so obviously uh, you know, that's a big thing. We want to make sure that the tourists come in. So, um, you know, we, we, we've lifted all restrictions with the masks and stuff like that. So, sure. And, and the last two days, do you know what new infections are in the state of Vermont? Are they? Um, well, you guys were pretty low to begin with anyway, it, weren't you? The last two days, we had 10 today and 8 the day before. Mm. I mean, we're, we're, we're single digits. We're, we're about as low as you can. So, um, <laughs> That that's not a whole terrible lot, you know uh, what I mean? No, when you're, when well, you're talking about eight people, and again, you know? I, I just I just think that sometimes, no, no, not sometimes, all the time through this whole pandemic. And I think, you know, I I listen to you and Aaron on Saturday night, and, yeah. I, and I listen to Fox Sports Radio nonstop, and I and I live on Twitter, man. I really do. I probably way too much, but there there is this. If you say, hey, I I I'd like to see things return to normal, you're suddenly this horrible person that doesn't care about people. Well, you can still care about people, but in the same vein, it can care from the perspective of. We need to get rolling. We need to get things going in the right direction. Vaccinations, this is a miracle drug that's been created for us to try to, to, to live in a life. It's not a microchip. I, I have not been uh, genetically changed since I had my vaccination, <laughs> nor has Arnie. He's not suddenly telling me how much he loves me and all my team. So I think there can be a balance between, hey, we can do things safely and let's get back to full capacity. Because if they're trying to say, oh, we're socially distancing and being smart at Madison Square Garden, no, you're not. And no, you aren't at anywhere else. So just, just stop with the percentages. It makes no sense. Well, I think maybe the shot did affect you a little bit because did you say in hour number one, how dare my New York Knicks celebrate like that? Yes. We haven't been in the playoffs in how long? Don't matter. Um, you won and, game and, and two. You're going you're gonna to take that away from us? Yes. Come on now. It's our, it's our first mu- playoff win something. in a decade. Let me ask something. Yeah. This, this hardened tough don't match with new york man new york media will chew you up and spit you out we are the new york knicks right 
they're celebrating game two in a series in which they're favored like they just won the NBA title. It's a first round playoff win, Arnie. If I came in here talking gas about the Lakers taking game two well, from the, the Lakers Suns are or something of that nature. Yeah, yeah. I, I, well, okay. Then let's go back to last year when the Lakers hadn't been to the playoffs in a while. I mean, New York fans would have laughed you out of the play. I, I will say this, though. Yeah. I did have a bit of forgiveness because there was a part of me that paused and realized, okay, this isn't just about their first playoff win for a while. It is also about a first big event in front of a crowd with a, with a great group of, of passionate fans that are just living in the moment. So I gave a pass on that. But then as, I, as it stewed more this week and then as I watched the Hawks won game three, I was like, oh, man, are they celebrating the streets in Atlanta right now? Are, are they are they going crazy? No, and the Hawks hadn't won a playoff game in forever either. So, come on, Arnie, what's you going know, on? Well, I was thinking about this when we were talking about you and our number one about Oklahoma and Nebraska, and I'm thinking to myself, yeah. we always say, oh, the, it's so much better in the NBA when the Lakers are winning, when the Knicks are winning, when Boston's winning. I'm not so sure that people, the young people care about the New York Knicks anymore. They don't know the history of the Knicks. The Knicks and the Celtics, no longer a rivalry. The Knicks and the Lakers... I don't think people care, except if you're over 50 years old. It's it's not like it's must-see TV. Oh, L.A., New York, L.A., right, New York. Right. Um, remember, that used to be a big thing. I, sure. I just don't think people care anymore about um, the East Coast and the New York Knicks. Even Brooklyn with the big three. Um, I just think people are like, okay, let's see them in the finals. It's not like we want to follow them along the way. I, I don't know what it is about the the teams on the East Coast. It just doesn't seem um, like people care about uh, if the Knicks make it or not any further, you know? Well, welcome. Welcome to my side of this well, argument. No, but, but that's because we always wanted the big cities. We wanted the New Yorks, the Bostons, <laughs> right. L.A. You know, right. we still want L.A. Yeah. in the finals for some I reason, mean, though. But, uh, but, but, but Arnie, I mean I, – I, this this is a fight that you and I just literally had right. where we went toe-to-toe and blow-for-blow blow where I told you, I don't think it really matters if you're in New York or Los Angeles anymore, and you told me I was crazy. You said to wake up, Annie M. Dorothy's calling or something like that. <laughs> Welcome to the right side of the argument here. It, the world's flat, man, uh, and not the way that Kyrie Irving thinks it is. You can be a rock star in Oklahoma City like Kevin Durant and Russell Westbrook proved. You can be a rock star in – um, in Houston and Utah. Now, is it Memphis? Is it a different level when you get to New York? Sure. But it's not necessarily that's the only place you need to be to have a big TV number or to have a massive shoe deal or a massive contract. It's the way it used to be. But, man, I, I'm welcome to this side of the – I'm so happy that there's, you finally embraced mid-markets. <laughs> there's, welcome. There's, there's more famous people watching the Knicks game than there is on the court. Uh, I just, seriously, I mean, there's no polarizing players. On the, I mean, you talk about Julius Randle, but otherwise there's really no polarizing, and he's not even polarizing, no, on players on awesome. the New York Knicks. It's, there's nobody on the Knicks team that you're like, oh, I've got to see what he's going to do today. Even Derrick Rose, it, it used to be, a, you know, used to have a, we had Hall of Famers, like I, four or five Hall of Famers well, on one team. I, I know that this might sound crazy, uh, as much as I, I want to hate against the Knicks because that's your team, that's an incredibly likable group. I mean, that's Obi Toppin is a uh, his story is pretty phenomenal. 
who I keep wanting to call Joseph Randall. Julius Randall is yeah. a hell of a story, Arnie. You know, these these aren't a bunch of jerks. This, And no offense to Charles Oakley, not a jerk. But they're not dudes that are throwing elbows or punching in the face. That's or what I want, fights. though. I want that stuff. Well, you know, Give me a little Charles Oakley getting a little tough out there. Give it, well, Anthony, God rest his soul, Anthony Mason. That's right. Give me some of that, huh? Would you please? I need some of that. <laughs> I yes. like that even when they win, you can't be happy. Now yeah. you're like, I want him to be tough and punching people in the face. Enough of this likely yeah. jumpers or anything of that nature. I need I John need Starks jo- on the team. <laughs> I, need, I need Julius Randle to throw an elbow so I can so people can hate this team again. Why do I get the feeling if they sign Patrick Ewing, he can give us 10 good minutes? Why, why do I get that feeling that he can still I, go out there? I, I you know? don't think you're wrong. As, <laughs> I don't think you're wrong right now. He gives I, you a few good minutes and six fouls. I expect the Knicks to bounce back, though Atlanta, I knew they weren't going to beat Atlanta. Even when it was close, um, Atlanta pulled away late in the first half. And then at halftime, you knew the Knicks were never going to catch them. It went from a uh, Knicks three-point lead to where they were down by like uh, 10 or 13 or something. And you knew it was out of hand by then, you know? If if you're, and I always want to say David Stern, but in this instance, if you're Adam Silver, what are you wanting to see more in the first round of these playoffs? Out, outside of just the natural, you want to see the Knicks, you want to see the Lakers move on. I mean, even even though we both agree that you can be a star in, in, in mid-market, right. you do want but New you didn't York want to see you, TV markets. You didn't want to see Utah in the finals, you know what I mean? No, 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 I, I, I agree. The needle, yeah. I, I, I agree. But if we're talking about breakout stars, as much as you want to see New York, don't you kind of dig the the vibe around a Trey Young and and what Atlanta brings as a market and as a team? Or I thought Zion was a breakout star. Well, we got to get him in the playoffs first. We got to get him a better team around. Now, when Zion next gets year, to it's going to be every team. Right. So we that way we get Zion in. Right, right. I just, yeah. I, I absolutely, positively am intrigued to see if maybe like Adam Silver deep down inside somewhere is like, well, you know, really would love to see that New York market, but man, that is. That is a polarizing player in Trey Young. And then to the other side of it, I would say is as much as you like having the Clippers storyline, it's pretty awesome to see everything around Luka, right? And and how people seem to gravitate towards his little step back jumpers and is he gonna play tomorrow? Loves him. I'm sure he will. Right? I'm not so sure. Okay. You I'm like fifty percent. It's well, at least according to the reports, it seems like it's fifty percent. I feel like every single time that you hear a superstar isn't going to play, he yeah. magically is. Is it's like the salary cap, Arnie? But he is questionable for Game Four. So, but so was Anthony Davis, and he swears he's going to play. Cervical strain is what they're calling it for one Luka Doncic. That sounds painful. Strain your strain, a uh, cervical suck strain. Suck it up, Buttercup. Suck it. Oh my gosh. Uh, Arnie Spanier would have a would have maybe a an ingrown nail and might if, miss a game. If but I had you, a paper cut, I wouldn't work. Right, right. But, but a me. cervical strain. You get yeah. your ass out there and you play Luka Doncic. Let's go. <laughs> Toughen up, Buttercup. You want to get in. Uh, Plank sitting in for Torres. That's at Plank Show. I'm at Stick of Genius 1. When we get back, FS1 NBA analyst Rick Buecher stops on by. Oh, we got a lot of questions for him about the NBA playoffs. That's next right here on Fox Sports Radio. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, 
You'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I bet you're smart. Yeah, and you like to hold your own in the group chat. We can help you drop even more knowledge. My name is Martine Powers. And I'm Elahe Azadi. We host a daily news podcast called Post Reports. Every weekday afternoon, Post Reports takes you inside an important and interesting story with the kind of reporting that you can only get from The Washington Post. You can listen to Post Reports wherever you get your podcasts. Go find it now and hit follow. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350-plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo play all right good evening everyone he's chris plank i'm arnie spaniard plank sitting in for aaron torres on this saturday night let's just go right out to our guest he is the fs1 nba analyst it's rick buker rick off the bat what what did you learn from today's game what are two things you've learned from uh from the games today <laughs> that we've got a couple series that are basically over. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> one definitively, and the other one soon to be, and that uh, that the Memphis Grizzlies. Um, I don't know how long they can extend this series, but they are quitting themselves well. And I would say uh, at, at the same time, uh, the Utah Jazz are are demonstrating that they could potentially be an interesting part of this. This playoff picture, I was not convinced that I thought that the Utah Jazz and the Phoenix Suns, more so the Phoenix Suns, were were paper lions when it came to their seating and where they were. But um, you know, with a healthy Donovan Mitchell, the uh, obviously the Grizzlies are young, but the lack of athleticism on the perimeter for the Jazz that I thought might be an Achilles heel for them. Um, with Donovan Mitchell, with a healthy Donovan Mitchell, they're able to uh, disguise that a little bit. And so I'll really be intrigued to see them uh, move on to, uh, to, the next, uh, to the next round. But beyond that, I, you know, a lot of the intrigue on some of these matchups, I, I, I went into the first round thinking all of them were going to be interesting or exciting. And I, mm. I think we've seen the tail of the tape on, on quite a few of these, on a, quite a few of these series to this point. I'm not a big fan of the MVP debate, Rick, but I'm just out out of curiosity. Do they submit ballots before the playoffs? Yes. it's uh, Your your ballots have to be in by the day after the end of the regular season. Okay, that's built up. um, Yeah, so all the ballots ballots are in, and there's probably a couple of people that voted that are now wishing they had (laughs) – Change there. Answer um, my question. <laughs> yeah, um, I, I'm not one of them, though. Okay. I, I look. I'm I'm very happy with 
what I, you know, who, who I put on my ballot. Um, I had Giannis Antetokounmpo first. I had Nikola Jokic second. I had Joel Embiid third. I had Chris Paul fourth. And I had Luka Doncic fifth. Now, if you want to argue maybe Doncic, as a result of what we're seeing, you move up a little higher. But the combination of what we've seen in the playoffs and what they did during the regular season, I'm, I'm very happy with, with uh, the five guys that I chose, in part because I thought that they all showed the, the medal and the ability that would translate to the postseason that I had not seen previously. I didn't vote for Giannis, number one, the last two years. So I didn't carry what I think a lot of people did was guilt over what happened the last two years, and there was a hell no, I'm not voting for him <laughs> first, or he's not going to be my MVP. But I think in part what you're seeing and what I saw during the regular season was a guy who was whose game and his confidence was much better suited to being the leader of a team that could go somewhere in the postseason. And uh, and nothing against Jokic. Um, I, you know, anybody who voted for him first, I have no problem with that. I just look at what Giannis is able to do at both ends of the floor, and I I just I, I gave him the edge uh, because I think he's – evolved into a true MVP as opposed to what I saw the last two years where he had numbers that might convince you that he's an MVP, but he wasn't making the kind of plays that I think that MVPs have to make. Yep. And that's why I put him at the top of my ballot. Well, well, speaking about Giannis, then we were talking about this earlier. Who has the most pressure to win an NBA championship? Is it Kawhi, even though he's already won one with Toronto? Is it Giannis? Is it Harden? Is it somebody, uh, Chris Paul? Is it somebody we're not thinking about? Who has the most pressure to win it all this year? I would say, um, I, I would say certainly, I don't know if it's Harden. I mean, I feel like the Brooklyn Nets need to get to the finals yeah. and yeah. need to prove that they're that kind of a team. And I'm, I'm not expecting them to prove that, but the way they've talked and the way people have touted them, I think there's a lot of pressure there. And then I would say, uh, honestly, the Lakers, just because mm. um, I, I don't think, one, you know, and I don't think it's fair, but I think a lot of people feel like they need to validate the bubble championship. And, uh, and you know, LeBron being a year older, um, they are what they are. If they don't get it done this year, I don't see them being better next year. They, right. they, you know, they, they made some changes last summer that were supposed to make them better and give them a little more longevity. And I don't, you know, obviously we're not seeing Montrezl Harrell play a whole lot. I think that that <laughs> didn't work. Wes Matthews hasn't been better than Danny Green. Uh, the one piece that has worked has been Dennis Schroeder, but I think we're also seeing by the accumulation of injuries what normally happens to to championship teams, which is you get worn down and physically you get beat up. And it's, it's, look, it's tough to repeat. It's tough to go and play longer than anybody else two, three years in a row. I think we've gotten this misconception about how hard it is based on what LeBron James has done, but he is very much the exception and not the rule. Every other guy, I mean, I just go, you know, we can go back to the John Stockton days, Jason Kidd, you name it, Tim Duncan, like all these stars that have to carry that weight for multiple years, they physically break down. Your body's not built to do that. And I think that's some of what we're seeing with the Lakers. So if they, 
if if they can't hold it together this year to get it done again, mm-hmm. I don't see them being, you know, I don't see them being any better next year. And there's some teams that are that are coming. So um, that, that's where I'd put. I'd, I'd say the Nets and the Lakers have the most pressure on them. Wow. Can, can we say one of those teams that's coming is Memphis? Man, I love their core. I know they lost tonight in a game that was yep. pretty tight. But can, can we say that's a team that's on the come right now? I I love what they have. I think they have just such a great core built with John Morant and Dylan Brooks. I don't. I'm going to make a comparison here, and I don't want people to lose their minds. But to me, they look like the starter kit that the Golden State Warriors had when they put Klay Thompson and Steph Curry together. Uh-huh. Jonas Valanciunas yep. uh, is a nice addition. Brandon Clark, Kyle Anderson, they just they have a lot of smart young players around them that they can build. Now, the, the challenge that they have in Memphis is it is the, you know, it's the most cash-poor team in the league. Um, and can you get stars to stay in Memphis? Uh, now, John Morant being a guy that's always been overlooked and came out of Murray State and has never been touted that way, I think your chances are better. And you have that group that is playing with a chip on its shoulder. But you have John Morant as your point guard, and then you have a big athletic defensive two guard in Dylan Brooks, which is, you know, it's, it's Clay Thompson light, if you will. Uh, and I just, I, I love, I love what they've built. And I just think we've spent way too much time talking about Zion and the Pelicans and we've been sleeping on these Memphis Grizzlies. And the great thing about them getting into the playoffs this year, you know, they, they didn't get in last year, but the great thing is you get a real, first of all, they just get the experience of playing against the number one seed and learning what the playoffs are all about. But you also get a good read on who is up to, to elevating their game in the postseason, and then it gives you the opportunity to invest in those players and figure out what you need to put around them. So, um, you know, and I, I look at Taylor Jenkins and the job he's doing and the relationship he has with his players. I just think they have a great starter, starter kit to be good and meaningful for the foreseeable future. And, um, and I just feel like we haven't talked nearly enough about them, so I'm glad you guys brought them up. He's Rick Buecher, FS1 NBA analyst. Rick, you enjoy the games tomorrow. It's like a good day, bad day. Today, we knew it was an yeah. intriguing game. Tomorrow, so yeah. much better. You know that, yeah. that for sure. And you know what? And this, this has kind of been the, the, the tale of the tape for the last week, right? It's, right. It's, we got the good day with all the crazy good games. Even the, you know, the Knicks-Hawks is intriguing. Obviously, Lakers-Suns. Um, we, we get all of the intriguing ones on, on one day, and then we got to wait for basically Grizzlies Utah on, 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 the, on the other day. So, um, yeah, Sunday's, Sunday's going to be a lot of fun. I love it. Rick, thanks a lot for hanging out with us tonight. We'll catch up with you next week, my friend. You got it. My pleasure. Take care, Rick Buecher, everybody. By the way, Discover matches all the cash back you earn on your credit card at the end of your first year. It's amazing, but you see, Discover's accepted at 99% of the places in the U.S. that take credit cards. Learn more at discover.com slash S2021 Nielsen Report limitations apply. We'll go through the rest of the games tomorrow. We'll get more into the Lakers and how's Luca going to respond. But first, let's see what's trending again. 
I think everything's just about a final, but one baseball game. Let's see. Yeah, two. So we check in with the Sager. What's going on, the Sager? By the way, mm-hmm. uh, somebody on Twitter keeps telling me is the Sager giving the score of the Dodgers Giants game because he's one, a uh, one Giants person, fan. So. One person. Oh, I will. I will be happy to include it here. It's just as you, you know, don't have to include it when, just, when yeah. there are playoff games in two other sports. It's usually <laughs> hard to get to. Eight to ten baseball games. That's just wow. how it is. By the way, you mentioned what's coming up tomorrow. Yeah. What's going to be the TV ratings winner? Because you've got Indy 500 as well as NASCAR and Knicks playoff game and Lakers playoff game. I mean, I think we can say comfortably forget the NHL on NBC this weekend. But what would – I mean, usually Indy, like the Kentucky Derby, gets good ratings. I'll be curious to see what wins out. What was the uh, leader uh, last week with the golf uh, with Phil leading and the Laker game at the same time? Yeah, I read that the yeah. – pretty comfortably the golf final yeah. round of the PGA yeah, beat I the Laker game. Yeah, Although that. the NBA playoff games have been doing all right nationally through yes. Thursday. It's about 2.9 million viewers. You can't compare it to last year, obviously. It's a lot from last. Last year was not only September playoff games, but it was like midweek day games on cable. So this is a little bit different. We're back to closer to the normal schedule. But the Laker game on Tuesday night, for example, was 4 million viewers on TNT. Wow. For Luka Doncic, you mentioned the cervical strain. And, yes, he's listed as questionable for tomorrow night's game four against the Clippers. Apparently, he said pain started in his neck and went down the left arm. So we'll see how that affects him. Of course, we've got the Chris. Paul injury that clearly with the right shoulder problem has affected him. Anthony Davis listed as questionable with the sprained knee and starting guard for the Lakers, Contavious Caldwell-Pope with a quad bruise after a collision listed as questionable for tomorrow afternoon's game four with Phoenix. And Boston's Kemba Walker is not right. Sore knee still. So we'll see how he is managed with his minutes if he even gets a lot of minutes tomorrow. This is a guy who averaged 19 points per game. We did have a death in the NBA family that I'll get to. Did you guys see that B.J. Thomas has also passed away? The singer died at the age of 78, known for many hits. Raindrops keep falling on my head, right? That was in the famed Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid movie, but apparently he died today at his home in Arlington, Texas, of complications from lung cancer. And former Utah Jazz Center Mark Eaton died at the age of 64 after an apparent bicycle crash yesterday. This is a guy who was a backup at UCLA, Southern California native, but at seven foot four, to say the least, he made a pro career. Eleven Who was he seasons. back up to at UCLA. Well, he almost got no minutes at UCLA. I know how. He was two-time defensive player of the year in the NBA. He had actually been signed by a community college coach in Southern California who saw him when he was working, I think, as a mechanic out of state. Yes, yes, you're right. If you're 7'4", you're on my team. You're on my team. (laughs) So he winds up in the pros with Utah and leads the league in blocks four times in the 1980s. Average six points, eight rebounds per game for his NBA career. And then tonight, Utah had the Late game and won at Memphis 121-111, going up two games to one in that first round series. Utah with a 14-2 run to end the contest. Portland was up by 33 against Denver late third quarter. Blazers win at 115-95, tying up that series at two games apiece. In the East, Philadelphia is up 3-0 after winning in dominant fashion at Washington, 132-103. Joel Embiid, 36 points. Milwaukee completed a four-game sweep with a victory at Miami, 120-103. NHL playoffs, Montreal with an overtime win against Toronto, 3-2, forcing a Game 7 Monday at Toronto. And Boston tonight opened the second round of the postseason with a win against the Islanders, 5-2. There are 
two baseball games still going on. Adam Wainwright was handed a lead but didn't pitch well, and the Cardinals' lead is now 7-4 at Arizona, bottom of the seventh. Arizona's lost 12 games in a row. <laughs> Baltimore's lost 12 straight after getting swept in a twin bill at the White Sox. Mariners up 2-1 on Texas, bottom of the eighth. Mets 13-2 winners over Atlanta. Yeah. Taiwan Walker, the winning pitcher, is now 4-1. and He went five scoreless innings with eight strikeouts. San Francisco beat the Dodgers handily, 11-6 in L.A. The starting staff has been so great for the Dodgers this year. Not today. Can we say that again oh. out loud? You know, oh. they've used the bullpen so much, they knew whoever was the starter today was just going to have to stay in there. And it was hit after hit after hit before anybody was even warming up in the bullpen. Huh. Julio Arias took the loss. He had been 7-1 and one this season. When they finally went to the bullpen, it was Phil Bickford for the Dodgers, then Ooh. Mitch White, then Alex Vesia, and then Edwin Uceta. I don't wow. know any of those guys. Exactly. I'm a diehard Dodger <laughs> fan. <laughs> uh, wow. And the uh, Padres won in 12 innings at Houston. Toronto at Cleveland rained out. Cubs won their sixth in a row. Doubleheader sweeps for Pittsburgh and Milwaukee. Back to you. All right. Thanks a lot to Sager. You want to be part of the show? At Plank Show. I'm at Stinking Genius 1, Planking for Torres today. Uh, getting a lot of tweets. Authentic Allen said, anyone find it ironic? That Clay Travis is leaving right when the NBA playoff TV ratings are up 61% over last year. So much for the narrative that America or half the country is mad at the NBA and social justice wokeness. Get the blank out of here, NBA haters. Hashtag ball don't lie. Um, that all may be true, but I, I don't think Clay left because the NBA ratings are up. I I think I think the Rush Limbaugh job is a, a pretty big job. I've I think that is. Oh, it's a huge job. Now, I would much rather be the Fox Sports Radio morning show host because I don't care about politics. But, yeah. And and then it's funny, Arnie, because the counter to that, and I'm a big Authentic Allen fan, as you know. He doesn't like anything, and that makes us kind of similar, is when Matt tweets at us. He says, I normally love the show you guys do. I realize it's the NBA playoffs, but come on. Enough already. There is a reason the numbers are down for the NBA. It sucks. Terrible wow. basketball. I'd rather listen to you two talk about Arizona and Oklahoma softball. I wow. Eric says, yeah, exactly. If I heard Artie's voice at 6 a.m., my chances of having a coordinary would go up by 75%. I'm not a morning guy. You know what I mean? I, I, I'd i have to wake up, have like a, three cups of coffee. Are you a then, coffee uh, guy? Yeah, a little okay. bit. Yeah. A yeah. little bit. Yeah. Okay. Well, you'd become yeah. a lot of it if you did that. Though I, I mean, I before we even started this show, Arnie, my Twitter feed started blowing up. I mean, our guy Shady Sean said that he's been hearing rumors that you'll be taking over, <laughs> and that the auditions start this week. It's kind of blowing up through social media that you're the shoe in. All. Yeah, I'm not feeling it at all. They well, can, I'm the only person that can't be trusted uh, to work from six a to seven p. Though last week I did kind of fill in for Colin Coward. Okay, now explain how you kind of filled in for Colin Coward. I'm intrigued by this. Well, uh, we, uh, me and Torres filled in uh, for Jason Smith and Mike right. Harmon, who filled in for Gottlieb, who filled in for Colin. Oh, okay. Oh, so yeah. by so, the so transitive kind of, yes. property, you're yes. saying, yes, okay. exactly. That's the closest I'm going to get, Plank. I'm not going to argue with you yeah, on that one. I, I, are you going to put that one on like the resume reel and claim that? <laughs> say, I did fill in for the herd or, or no? Well, I was going to call Colin and say, hey, this is Artie. I, I filled in for you. Well, I, I kind of filled in for you or somewhat filled in for you, but I, I didn't. <laughs> 
I don't think he cared. I do that. like I do like how you somehow found a way to connect the dots yes. on that. Right? Seven it's, degrees of Colin, I think. Is that. I love it. I love it. You filled in. So hold on, me make make sure I get this right. Yeah, you and Aaron filled in for, for Jason Smith, for Jason and Smith Harmon. Who, who filled in for for Gottlieb, who filled who, in for Colin. For Colin yes. Yeah, it makes perfect sense to me. Yeah, I, I, I have to put something down. I, otherwise, I won't get close to one of those good shifts. <laughs> uh, you want to get it at Plank Show? I've been sticking genius one. Lakers, um, even though they're up two games to one, uh, don't you feel like it's kind of a must win if they want to win the championship? Because you can't go ahead and mess around, especially with the Suns team that's depleted. Chris Paul, that's a real injury. You know what I mean? Sure. It's not like we see with some of the other guys that still come out and score 25 or 30. He's not doing squat. Lakers have their foot on their throat. They've got to end this thing by going up three games to one. Then they're a six and a half point favorite in this game. Yeah, and in the fact too, Arnie, that you and I last Sunday night when this injury occurred to Chris Paul, he came out and he said, "Hey, I heard something snap." You know, when when you hear a crack, I think was the actual term that he used. That's not usually a strain or a sprain or something that you heal from heal from quickly. But I will say, if if I'm a Laker fan and Let's just say for argument's sake, maybe I am. And maybe whenever I was a kid, I had a Kurt Rambis jersey. But (laughs) I think you feel really good about how they looked the other night. Now, Anthony Davis, who gets hurt if he sneezes, is a concern. But I got to tell you something, Marnie. That was about as close this past, what would that be, Wednesday night when they beat Phoenix at home? That was as close to... Lakers basketball with LeBron that I've seen them seen them play this year. They were physical. They were aggressive. They weren't settling for three pointers. They were attacking the rim. They were getting the big guys involved. I loved it. And if listen, if they play like that, they're going to the finals. Yeah. Um, if they get back to that, you know, having Kyle Kuzma and Contavious Caldwell Pope, who I guess is a game time decision to jack up threes at the end of the shot clock. They're going to be done. But man, what what they did in game three to me was incredibly uplifting if you're a Laker fan. That's got to get you fired up. But you're right. You don't want to give this Phoenix Sun team any hope. It's still a good basketball team. They're a two-seed for the reason. Go smoke them and feel good about heading into game five. You can reach him at Plank Show. I'm at Stinkin' Genius 1. When we get back, a National League All-Star facing jail time. DeSager will have more. That's coming up next right here on Fox Sports Radio. All right, welcome back to Fox Sports Radio. He's Chris Plank, sitting in for Aaron Torres. I'm Arnie Spanier. Reach us at Plank Show at Stinkin' Genius 1. Let's check in with DeSager. Some bad stuff going on. Mm-hmm. Let's start with baseball news out there, DeSager. Braves outfielder Marcel Ozuna led the National League in homers and RBIs last year. He yeah. was arrested today for domestic violence. And according to jail records in Fulton County, what he was charged with, aggravated assault strangulation, is a felony in the state of Georgia and carries a minimum of one year in prison if convicted. Would he be convicted? Well, the police officers arrived and witnessed him attacking his wife. They got the 911 call, came to the house. They heard screaming inside, and the front door was wide open. They said, the officer's own statements, we witnessed Ozuna grab his wife by the neck today and throw her against the wall. Now, on top of that, Ozuna's on the injured list, not with his team against the Mets this weekend, for example. He just went on the aisle yesterday because sliding into third, he broke two fingers so he has a cast on part of one arm 
And, quote, oh the gosh. suspect also struck the victim with the arm in the cast from the previous injury. The police report says the victim did have visible injuries but was not transported to the hospital. So Marcel Ozuna has been booked into Fulton County Jail. He is starting a rich four-year, $65 million contract with the Braves this season after his great year last year when Atlanta was one game away from the World Series. Interestingly... One year ago, his wife was yes. arrested for domestic violence against yes. him in Miami. So I don't, and not to be hot sports opinion or crazy take or anything like that, um, I don't see how you could not cancel his contract and throw him out of baseball. Um, after being witnessed by a police officer mm-hmm. doing what he did. I mean, well, he's for sure yeah. facing baseball suspension because there's a domestic yeah. violence policy. I mean, you, but I'm talking about you're gone for life. You can't, you can't tolerate um, hitting somebody with a cast um, and attacking her. This has got to end. You, you've got to go ahead and send the message that this is going to stop. And, and the only way it's going to stop today is saying, there goes your $65 million. And you're done. That's it. And nobody's going to sign you. And you're not coming back to baseball. So um, that's where I got to start. The, it was witnessed. If it wasn't mm-hmm. witnessed, if we didn't sure. have a, a video of it, that's a whole nother story. But we have a witness to it. So. And how long was it going on? Because you had the 911 call in the first place. And then the time for the officers to arrive. And then still going on with the door open when the officers did arrive. Family violence charges of aggravated assault, strangulation, and misdemeanor battery oh. on Marcelo Suna. Meanwhile, we will have a Game 7 in the NHL at Toronto on Monday. Montreal went in overtime tonight. I bring this up because you know how in this country with the Cubs and the Red Sox going decades without winning a title and their fan base, some thinking that they are cursed, that's what you have with the Toronto fan base. Very proud of their Maple Leafs, but let's be honest – they haven't won the Stanley Cup in over 50 years. They got jinxed when they what were they up three games to one against the Boston Bruins. How many? It was like five, six years ago. Um, and they were up by two goals in the deciding game. They choked it away. Boston came back to win it. It's like they're they're just they well, can't even get out of their you own. You go way back now. to 2013. Toronto has now lost seven straight closeout games. Jeez. And so they're gonna have the game seven at home. Tonight was the first Canadian hockey crowd since the start of the pandemic. Over a year ago, and Toronto's going to have fans, I assume, this is not just a Quebec province thing, I assume that the Toronto area will have fans, I don't want to speak out of turn, but imagine the pressure for the game and what the crowd would, if they're there, what the response would be like. Keep in mind that they did come close to making the finals when Wayne Gretzky was with the LA Kings. Remember, Toronto hosted a Game 7 conference final, 1993. And Toronto lost at home and then made the conference finals the next year and Toronto lost and then made the conference finals for years after that and lost. What are they like, the Cubs? They, the Toronto Maple Leafs Worse. have not made the finals in the last 50 plus years. And the last 20 years almost, they've done almost nothing. They haven't won a single playoff series since 2004. Wow. And I looked it up. The 1967 championship, the Stanley Cup title for Toronto, keep in mind that was just before expansion. For many decades in the NHL, there were only six teams in the whole league. It was you playing against the other five over and over and over for a whole season. So 1967, they played a 70-game regular season 
just to have four of the six teams go to the playoffs anyway, and then they got their title. So they haven't won the Cup since 1967. Wow. And so now the Leafs had a three games to one edge in this series, lost in overtime last game, lost in overtime tonight, game seven Montreal, at home. like two shots in overtime, too. They didn't get a shot to like the first 10 minutes wow. or something. Monday, home to Montreal. Wow. Meanwhile, with the staggered schedule, the second round has already started with Boston winning tonight against yeah. the Islanders. All right. Thanks a lot to Sager. Two hours are in the books. The Power Hours coming up next. Uh, you want to get in real simple at Plank Show at Stinking Genius One. Remember, Bernie Fratto, straight out of Vegas, will join us at 20 past the hour. All kinds of Vegas uh, news and notes to get to. So you're going to want to stick around for that also. At Plank Show at Stinking Genius One. This is Fox Sports Radio. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for. Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing! I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Finding the right news podcast can feel like dating. It seems promising until you start listening. When you hit play on Post Reports, you'll get fascinating conversations and sometimes a little fun, too. I'm Martine Powers. And I'm Elahe Azadi. Martine and I are the hosts of Post Reports. The show comes out every weekday from The Washington Post. You can follow and listen to Post Reports wherever you get your podcasts. It'll be a match, I promise. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350-plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo play oh that is us good evening everybody chris plank sitting in for aaron torres i'm arnie spanier you want to be part of the show real simple at plank show at think of genius one enjoy spa like comfort and save big on your water bill with a navion tankless water heater go tankless with navion you can save hundreds on a new navion tankless water heater with local rebates visit tanklessmadesimple.com as I said, at Plank Show, at Stinking Genius One. By the way, we started off the show talking about the fans because of what happened to West, uh, uh, Westbrook, uh, what happened to Trey Young, and I asked you if that's ever happened to you. You had no good stories. I and you do. I TV. assume you have one then, right? Because well, I've done TV before, you know, and a lot really? of times I've never done that before. Come on, we've all done TV, Arnie. You- yes, but 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 a lot of times I they just say we're going to give you a camera guy and you're going to do I was doing features okay. and I was in Chicago and 
um, you know, WGN, CLTV, big Cubs uh, people, obviously. And when I would do stuff and the White Sox fans would see me, they would harass me and start screaming at me and wouldn't let me get my work done. I mean, one guy put his hand on my face and I had to punch him in the face. Um, it was it, it was crazy. I mean, as, sometimes as I was going through the White Sox parking lot, I thought I was going to get mobbed. I mean, it it got real uh, got real hairy out there, you know. I'm googling up Arnie Spanier punches White Sox fan. <laughs> is there is there audio e- uh, evidence? No, of I this? have actually I have video from the. Do you from the uh, the uh, feature I did? It is pretty uh. good. I had I had some pretty good stuff. I would dress up in like a Hawaiian shirt and just go interview people uh, standing around that were drunk. It was it was a lot of fun. Sounds. I'm the, I'm the guy for that too. You know that. No, that's my. So. That's right up my alley. You know. I, I I could imagine you making yeah. anyone mad enough where they would want to punch you, but <laughs> I, I will say, I will say that's over the line. You're right. I think the good news is, and listen, we've heard the. Uh, I mean, nothing more official than the Ben Maller's Pruder film breakdown of the Trey Young spit. Uh, or alleged spit, though the Knicks kicked that fan out forever, yes. so I don't think we can say alleged anymore. But I, I think the concern here is, or maybe the question is, the one that we can get into and the one that people, um, I, I guess, maybe migrate to more than any other is, is this a true concern? Is this something that it, it's an isolated issue? But whenever it happens, because we're so 24-7, 365, Arnie, right? I mean, we're talking sports nonstop. On Fox Sports Radio. There's 86 ESPN TV channels. There's a Fox Sports One. There's an NBC Sports Network, I think, still. There's a CBS Sports Network, I think, still. I mean, there, there's <laughs> constantly places that need sports content. And when you have something like Russell Westbrook needing to be held back by, like, four dudes, uh, that, that that leads. Nothing about the – I couldn't tell you what happened in that basketball game. It, it, I have to go dig, right? I really right. do. I have right. to go dig and realize, oh, man, Joel Embiid was awesome. The, yeah, the, yeah. the Sixers rolled him. But yet I've seen Russell Westbrook, and I've seen the dude pour the popcorn over him a thousand times. You know, sometimes I stop and I think, wait, was was that the game when Trey Young went off and, and they won? No, no, that was game two. I, but I know that he was standing there courtside when 50 Cent, that one-hit wonder, was sitting there and uh, allegedly he got spit on. So I, it's just, Arnie, to me, I think we – and understandably so, there needs to be a light shined on it. But I do think it ends up getting more coverage – than it deserves. I think you you punish the fans, you move on, you let Russ say what he needs to say. Trey Young didn't even really say anything about it. So, I mean, I don't know, Arnie. I, I'm kind of in that camp that you're in. Of, yeah. I, I'm not saying, oh, just boys will be boys and girls will be girls and just let them know. I'm not saying that at all. <laughs> what I am saying is I think we take isolated events and lose our minds over it. We really yeah. do. And and it becomes, we need to ban fans. We need a two-drink minimum. They need to stop beer sales at halftime instead of the third quarter, whatever it might be. And I, I don't think we need to knee-jerk like crazy to this. All right. If you want to get in, at Plank Show, at Stick of Genius One, right? I'm going to throw you some softballs now. I know you've been just freaking out because we've gone over two hours, and I haven't mentioned any football. If there's been no driving, football on this show tonight. I, Is this what you, you and Aaron do every Saturday yeah, night? Yeah, pretty oh much. Oh, my we, gosh. Well, let's get to it. First of all, thank you. Um, Who's the quarterback for Las Vegas uh, for the Raiders? Because why do I keep hearing all these? And I kept telling you, I'm the one that told you, 
watch out. I don't think they're going to keep Carr. Oh, you say that every year. Say that every year. The rumors are still flying that they're interested in Deshaun Watson. They're still flying about Aaron Rodgers. They're still flying about getting any quarterback out there. What the hell's going on with the, with Vegas? People are stupid. That's what's wrong. They don't pay attention. Arnie, I told you. No, no, no. And here's the thing. But they're still out there. They never stop. They never stop. Arnie, this goes – and you, and you're guilty of this, man. You're part of the problem. Yes. You're part of it. You need to look in the mirror and say, I'm part of the problem. I don't think people pay attention. I really don't. I've come to determine this, that you you have NFL people, and NFL people might be the most guilty, where everybody talks in the NFL, scouts – coaches and it's not always the coaches that are closest to the situations right so they talk and they say oh I think Gruden wants this I think Gruden wants that Mayock's in trouble this guy's gonna go he doesn't like Derek Carr bro the only guy left on the Raiders roster from before John Gruden got there is Derek Carr so why all of a sudden would they be like oh F this guy we've got to I mean it's just it doesn't well, he's make the any quarterback sense to th- me some, well, let's be honest sometimes it's always hardest or easiest to get rid of a quarterback in Green Bay's case it looks like it's the hardest maybe in Las Vegas case it's the hardest also I'm not sure what do you mean? Um, what do you mean? The hardest to get rid of it? I mean, just to get rid of a well, but it, not if you don't have a backup or somebody that you think is so. Better. Wait, hold on, hold on. Let, let me let me let me stop yes, here because right. you'd already told me that Marcus Mariota was going to beat him out last year, so that didn't happen. And I already heard from people like Florio and Michael. I wasn't that, the only one that was giving you the Marcus no, no, no. Mariota one right, right, right because yeah. you all are dopes. Uh, it was Mike Lombardi <laughs> and Mike Florio that were telling yes. me he shouldn't even get a place in Vegas because he's never going to take a snap in Vegas, but yet. All he's done is improve every single year, and all everyone does is hate and S all over him. I don't get it. Well, when we were doing the show together, how many years ago was it that he was in the running for the MVP before he got 16. hurt? 2016? Yeah, 2016. Right before he got hurt before the playoffs, and then you guys couldn't find – I'd be better off at quarterback with some of the garbage that you put in there after that, you know? Sure. I mean, I forget was, the uh, old Michigan State quarterback. I Connor Cook. Yes, Matt McGloin was in that mix Jeez. for a little bit. Uh, when he got hurt the next year, my man E.J. Manuel uh, ended up taking over for him for a game, but A.J. McCarron was their backup. I guess w- when I hear that Aaron Rodgers is available, right, I think – 28 of 32 NFL teams should be talking to him. I, I, I just do. And it's because he's that good. Seems like there's just one. <laughs> Which one, though? Denver, right? Right. Yeah. E- exactly. That's where we are right now. So yeah. if the Raiders aren't going to get Aaron Rodgers, Deshaun Watson is yeah. – Deshaun Watson's – I mean, he can't be traded right now. So I just – I feel like we, we enter this phase, and it happens about this time every offseason, where I think they spin their topic wheel for NFL dorks like myself. And it's like, my gosh, what can we talk about? Oh, oh, good. Aaron Rodgers wants to be traded and there's problems in Green Bay. I feel like that pops up about once every other month over the last decade. I mean, from the time he hated McCarthy to whatever. Oh, John Gruden and the front office is having problems and he hates John, he hates Derek Carr. So he's never going to end up stepping foot. I mean, just I feel like we recycle the same storylines over and over and over and they never change. I don't think Aaron Rodgers is going anywhere. I don't think Derek Carr is going anywhere. Okay, then Rodgers starts the season for the Packers. I think Carr continues his career at the Raiders well, you're not and signs s- an extension. You're not going to say that about Julio Jones, then, are you? There's, I, and I heard no bring this up to the latest rumor. Obviously, uh, the Ravens are interested. 
That was brought up by people. I don't think, you know, I don't think it's a good fit for the Patriots. They say he wants to play with Cam Newton. That's fine and dandy if he wants to sit on the bench when Newton gets benched because that's what's going to happen. I I don't think that's a good fit. He's not coming back to Atlanta now, is he? No. Here's my question to you. Okay. Let let me. So that's just not a bad room and that is going to happen. No, I think that's legit, though. I will say, I think my, the, the, the funniest thing this weekend. Yeah. Or this week, I should say, is when they try to say, oh, Atlanta's so mad about this phone call and the NFL is mad at Fox. (laughs) But yet it's still up on every single website. I mean, really. Uh, But, Arnie, would you give up a first round pick if you're Baltimore for Julio Jones? Yes. Okay. Because it's late, because I'm going to assume it's going to be late first round. So it's going to be what? Late 20s, early 30s, right? Right, right, right. Um, right. Would you do it if you're Tennessee? Well, they've got. I, I probably would. Yes, I would probably do that for Tennessee. Also, I, I think. I think you've made my point. Not. Not that we're arguing over this or anything. There's certain situations where I think Julio Jones is worth a first round pick. I don't value first round picks, though. I no, mean, yes, don't, I value, don't value it if the you, draft at all. If you if you have a well, if you have a top five pick and you're looking for a quarterback, then I'll, that's a whole other story. But otherwise, I could care less what you take in the first round. The, 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 there's so many hits and misses out there. I'm like, the hell with it. You might as well go ahead and get something legitimate that you know is going to work, and that's Julio Jones. But he is up there in age. There's no doubt. Yeah, he is, that. And, and that's a big salary what is he, 30, cap hit. 32? Oh, oh, the, the age game with Julio Jones. I th- you, so, thought what I are you going with again? 33, 32, something like you that. You would be correct. 32 years old. Doesn't seem he, that old. No, yeah. and he was a first-round pick in 2011. Wow. Sixth overall pick, which, by the way, the Falcons gave up a lot to move up and get him, and I think it panned out quite okay for the Alabama Crimson title. Oh, why? How many, well, how many Super Bowls did they win during that time? Uh, they did go to the Super Bowl, and it's but a they receiver. they didn't go to one. They went to and one. And you had an MVP quarterback. So, I mean, you, you can say what you want. I don't think there was much that they lost <laughs> in that trade to, to to go up and get them. Right, They right. gave up a lot, but I don't think it ended up. You look back, like, oh, my gosh, they traded Patrick Mahomes, who was taken first overall. But my, my point is, I think there's situations where it, it works for a first-round pick. My concern is that you're going to see a team that is overly desperate. Maybe if it is Las Vegas and they fall in love and they give up a first when they really can't afford to give up a first round pick for him. So I don't think he's going back, Arnie. I, I know Bernie's got some odds coming up that we'll talk about on on Julio Jones there. I feel like I can't go a day without getting an email update from some book somewhere that says, ah, here's the latest odds on where Julio Jones is going to end up. But yeah, I don't think he's going to be on the Oh, I, I don't want to go into your world. I promise you. But when you consider that the Ravens are plus 275 right now, the Niners are plus 300, the Patriots are plus 450, and the Chargers there at plus 600 with the Titans. Wow. Maybe. Maybe there's you a know, chance Birdie, you can end up there. Birdie also has an inside scoop on what's going on with the Las Vegas, Las Vegas quarterback situation. So uh, he's going to give us the scoop on that also. I've got the inside scoop for you, too. You ready? <laughs> yeah. Nothing is happening. John Gruden's <laughs> quarterback is Derek Carr. There's Do you the plan on going out there for a game, by the way? Or <laughs> I, Okay, so I found this out this yeah. week, and, I'm, and I guess maybe I've always known and I've just ignored it. My wife's, like, not a fan of, of, of Vegas or gambling or anything of that nature. So, wow. So we're going to have to get a divorce, and I think <laughs> then once that gets wrapped up, Arnie, I'll be able to go to Vegas and enjoy 
enjoy some Vegas Raiders football. Uh, who knows by that point, the Las Vegas Timberwolves. I hope Scott Shapiro's in bed. <laughs> uh, maybe the Las Vegas A's will be out there by that point. But, yeah, yeah. yeah I mean, I, I, I think this is going to be a fun year because they're going back to full well, capacity, what, next week? It's going to cost Vegas. You, the number one football ticket is when the Patriots go back to – or excuse me, when – Tampa and Tom Brady go back to New England for the Patriots. The next four expensive tickets are all in Las Vegas. Hey, do you I, – I got caught up in one of my media dork moments this week, yeah. Arnie. Do you think that's going to be the highest-rated game of the season whenever Tom Brady and the Buccaneers go to New England? Highest regular season game in the history of football. I think you're right. Yeah. I absolutely think you're right. I think that, you know, and, and again, I know that it's not, it's not like on NBC. I think it's, what, one of the CBS afternoon games or something like that. Is that right when the schedule came out? But yeah, it's I, a Sunday I would, night game. Oh, is it a Sunday night game? Okay, it's a Sunday night standalone game. Oh, so you and I are going to be all over that whenever it comes out. You know, I think I, I could tell huge. you this, and I'm not messing around. I could easily take the night off and go to the game. Why don't you just see if they won't let you do the show from the press box or something? I could I'm, probably do that also, but I'd have to be there till two in the morning. But I could easily get a press pass and. And go to the game, and I mean, we don't have too many people on the East Coast to begin with, anyway. I'm, I'm only, I'm only three hour drive to three and a half hour drive to the game, but but with traffic, it could be seven hours. Who knows? Yeah, you think about it. By that point, yeah. you're only in week four of the season. Uh, nobody is hopeless, even if you're. Oh well, I shouldn't say that. <laughs> There's a lot of teams that could be zero and four and feel like their season is over, but I don't think either one of these teams are going to be zero and four. So should I go to the game? I mean, is that? But I, see, I'm not a Patriot fan. If I was a Patriot fan, maybe I'd go to the game and be all pumped up. You know, you should. Why shouldn't you? It's history. I don't. Three of the first six games for the Buccaneers are in prime time. Three of the first six, including yeah. their Thursday night game, a Sunday night game, and, of course, they open the season on, on Thursday night against the Cowboys. I don't know. i got to think about it. Think See if about I it. Go. Shouldn't be that long of a thought. It should be done, <laughs> so done. You're in. All right, when well, we get back, though, uh, straight out of Vegas, our buddy Bernie Frattle stops on by. we got a lot of Vegas stuff to get to. Plus, Bernie will straighten everything out about the Las Vegas quarterback situation, some of the bets going on, uh, some craziness going on in the props, all that coming up here on Fox Sports our Radio. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well known to Americans. And yet, there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the Campaign Moment right now, wherever you're listening.
Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350 plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s, dance away with hip hop beats, and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play. All right, Discover matches all the cash back you earn on your credit card at the end of your first year. Matter of fact, it's amazing because you see, Discover's accepted at 99% of places in the U.S. that take credit cards. Learn more at discover.com slash yes. 2021 Nielsen Report limitations apply. He's a Chris Plank. You can reach him at Plank Show. He's filling in fair and Torres. I'm at Stinking Genius One. Let's get to our guest. He's coming up actually at the top of the hour, straight out of Vegas. It's Bernie Fratto. How you doing, Bernie? Well, guys, I'm pleased to report that for the second month in a row, Nevada casinos have reported a $1 billion uh, number in house winnings. Now, that's all-encompassing, not just wow. sports betting. And to give that some perspective, you've got to throw out 2020. 2019 was an extremely good year, and from month-to-month growth from uh, April of 2019 to April of 2021, an 11% growth. The Strip is packed tonight. Fremont Street is packed. Vegas is back. Oh, I, I can't wait till you send the private plane to come pick me up from Vermont uh, to get out there, Bernie. I'm waiting. All right, Bernie, <laughs> let's, get, let's get to the quarterbacks. You were telling me any rumors going on? You're out there in Vegas. Was Plank right? Is it just going to be Carr? What's going on with the, with the quarterbacks? Yeah, Plank is right. Look, from what, you know, there were uh. Russell Wilson rumors months ago and then Deshaun Watson and one guy he used to write for the Rams uh, – I think his name is Vincent Bonsignor. Vinny Bonsignor. Well, he said he thought he had floated a theory that they were going to trade two first-round draft picks and then mm-hmm. combine. But look, since then, Deshaun Watson's had some issues. You know, it's all been in the papers. So he's out of the mix. But now, now it's Aaron Rodgers. And I will tell you, I've talked to people on the inside. I said, we don't want Aaron Rodgers. Number one, he's only got maybe two years left. Number two, we don't have the draft capital or anything to give. And, you know, let's not bury the lead here. The defensive issues with the Raiders are the only reason they can't find their way out of a paper bag the last couple years because offensively they've been pretty good. Preach. Preach, Bernie. I would like to welcome everyone to the Church of Bernie. I am a disciple. (laughs) All right, so uh, take me through some of the mad props that are out there right now. There's some Tebow props and uh, there's some pros that are making some money off these bad boys, right? Oh, well, I'll tell you, it's really gotten interesting. Uh, Listening to Jason Smith and Mike Harmon the other night, they brought up a guy named Chuck Esposito of Station Casinos who last week put up a Tebow prop. Now, this is interesting. Over under two and a half touchdowns for the year that he would score. Now, this is vastly different from the prop we talked about two weeks ago. Yeah. Would Tebow score a touchdown? Yes, five to one, no minus 800. So I called Chuck and said, what's going on? He said, well, we decided to jump into the game because those prior props were from non-regulated markets. He goes, I was shocked, absolutely shocked at the amount of volume that came in. And there was a $2,000 limit on the bet. It started out uh, minus 125 on the under, got all the way to 165. And then guess what? People start talking. And there is word that in these mini camps, Urban Meyer is potentially installing Taysom Hill-like gadget plays with Tebow on the field. And at 6'3", 255, he looks jacked. He hasn't forgotten pad level. And this is getting to be interesting. Now, at value, the pros are coming in on the over 
And this is really one of the, the heaviest bet preseason NFL props. Here's the caveat. I asked Chuck. I'm also hearing that Tebow must play week one for this prop to be graded action. He goes, that's absolutely correct. I said, well, Chuck, what if he's on the roster but doesn't play week one? Nope. All bets refunded. Well, what if he's cut by the Jacksonville Jaguars, but he ends up on another team week four and scores three? Nope. Action, uh, no action. He's got to play week one or all bets are off. Bernie, two things. Was it the over-under on yards for the season only like 19 yards for catches? It was, it, it was 19 and a half. But again, these were uh, offshore betting. That's insane. Yeah. It, it's crazy. And obviously, it was a kind of a throwaway prop. This is yeah. a little different ballgame. When you're putting up a prop that says he's got to score three touchdowns to cash on the over – and pros are betting the over. That tells you everything you need to know. But what? Go ahead, Arnie. No, no, no I, I was just going to say you because you said one better turned sixty dollars into like forty one thousand or something like that. That's right. right. The day before uh, the U.S. Open or the uh, the tournament that Mickelson won, that was the night LeBron. Yeah, thanks. Uh, that was the night LeBron uh, played, and 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 Steph had the infamous playing game. Well. This guy strolls into a casino, says, plunks down 60 bucks and says, what the heck? I'm going to parlay that LeBron will get a double-double tonight and parlay that to Phil Nicholson will win the tournament. And at that time, he was still 260 to 1. 60, obviously, they both cashed or they both uh, hit. And so a $60 parlay turned to this out-of-town better. A profit of forty-one thousand dollars in three days. Wow! And this just speaks to the prop. I heard you guys talking about Julio Jones. Now, there's nothing here in Vegas, but there's a lot of props across the country. Or check that. A lot of non-regulated markets <laughs> that are putting up these props, like Bet Online and such. And here's what's wacky: because the odds are changing daily based on the money that comes in. Right now, as of money that came in today, the Patriots are the favorite. And the reason they're the favorite is they can actually part with a first-round draft pick that Atlanta wants. And uh, apparently, uh, uh, Julio Jones is, is you know very open to going to the Patriots. His two favorite teams are the Patriots and the Titans. And A.J. Brown has been personally recruiting them. But all of a sudden, and who knows why, the Rams come in today. They're now at five to one. They were sixty-six to one. So somebody put a ton of money on the Rams. These are the kind of bets I call, you know, needle in a haystack bets where you're shooting BBs at the moon because <laughs> if it hits, it hits, and if it doesn't, you know what? This is why the sports books get bigger and better every year because there's a lot of dead money. But then there are other NBA Finals props now. I haven't seen this in past years. Basically, the first round's essentially over now. The Bucks are, you know, or check that the first round's still going, but the Bucks are the only team that's advanced officially. And they've listed every single uh, option, every single possibility, possible combination in NBA Finals props. The favorite are the Nets and the Lakers. That would be three to one. But the long shot is the Bucks and the Clippers at. 30 to 1. Well, if the Bucs get by Brooklyn, they might be in. And if the Clippers, they win tomorrow, that series is tied. I would think they might right the ship. So there's a long shot, and then there's everything else in between. The moral of the story is props have taken on a life of their own, and the handle is just about as big as those as they are in regular games. Love it. I love it. Hey, uh, over and unders, are are we diving into a a little bit of my Sooner love here (laughs) for some hot over-under numbers, uh, Bernie? Yes, uh, the year Sooners are going to have a very good year. Uh, and the over-under is 10, and pros are pounding the over. And I would say uh, they're projected to have 11 you know, wins this year. 
And I think uh, one of the things the pros like is they think they're going to feast on Steve Sarkeesian. He's going to get his first taste of the Big 12s. You know, that's the most heated rivalry mm-hmm. that college game day will, looks like they will be there. Big year ahead for your Sooners. Conversely, the over-under on Michigan this year is eight. Pros are pounding the under. They're projecting Michigan 6.14 wins. They had a couple of players transfer out of the program this week. Yeah, it might be another long year for Michigan. Oh, no. Wow. Bertie, are you going to be able to get us uh, any odds for Oklahoma and Arizona women's softball when when the time comes? Both of them made it to the college world. I was hoping we could crush Oklahoma, but – Plank somehow rigged it so they wouldn't play each other. Well, first of all, the answer is yes. <laughs> and that is a line that Vegas will post. Wow. Because it will be decided on the field. So what will happen is when the final field is uh, set for the College World Series, well, softball, uh, there, yes, there will be odds for each team to win it. And there will also be uh, individual game uh, lines, you know, like baseball. It's not like uh, where you're laying points. It you know be you know one team will be minus one thirty whatever. I will text both of you when I find out if those two teams match up, but I can also easily I'll find out Monday, probably Monday night, uh, what the odds are for each one of those teams to right, advance well, and win. Well, the, the only way they're playing is in the championship series. So yeah. with uh, where they are on the bracket, well, we'll so be there. That's numbers. for sure. Right, absolutely. Yeah, we'll be there. But there will you be a line. Up. There will be a line. Be Look, a line. it's it, it, it's all happening fast. Uh, one final thing, I will tell you. Know, over the years, we've had the Westgate Super Contest. The Golden Net, uh, Golden Nugget Ultimate Contest was the NFL and and college and station casinos. This year, Circa is is you know upping the ante. They ha- are rolling out you know the what or what's called the Million Dollar Handicap Contest. It's actually four million dollars in payouts. Wow. The winner takes a million dollars. They're going to pay pay. There'll be payouts second through fiftieth place. It's a thousand dollars to enter. You make five picks each week against the NFL line. They're also going to be quarterly payouts. If you have the best record in the contest over a quarter or the worst record, you'll collect $20,000. So wow. all kinds of ways to make money. You can find Love out about it. the Circo website. So all you know, just plenty of products for people to avail themselves of as this betting thing rolls out nationwide. <laughs> I'm in. Count me in. He's Bernie Fratto, straight out of Vegas. Must listen to coming up at the top of the hour. Can't wait. Thanks, Bernie. Always thanks, appreciate Bernie. it, my friend. Oh, yeah, thanks for having me, guys. Take care, Bernie Fratto. I gotta. I can't wait till he sends the private plane to pick me up here in Burlington, Vermont, so I can <laughs> go out to Vegas. I, I forgot how quickly our conversations with our Vegas guys become uh, about you wanting to yeah. get to Vegas. It's which, been a long time for you. me. Yeah. yeah. It's been a think, way what, like long two time. Two years? <laughs> no, it's been like a decade or over. Really? Yeah. Oh, look at you. Look yeah, at you. I'm getting the itch. So, in other words, I've been to Vegas more recently than yes. you have. Yes. It's been over a decade for why me. I gotta, why haven't I rubbed that in more? You know, I, I I live like five hours away by telephone. Forget about flight. It's so far away. <laughs> All right, a final check-in with the Sager. Let's see what's going on. What's happening out there, the Sager? We have an update on the story of the Braves outfielder Marcel Ozuna, who was arrested for domestic violence, witnessed by officers who had arrived, according to the police report. Baseball writer Jeff Pass in ESPN notes that in Sandy Springs, Georgia, with police confirming that the alleged victim was the wife of Osuna, he can update his note on sentencing guidelines in Georgia that for aggravated assault strangulation, when done to a spouse there, it's a felony with a minimum of three years. And wow. again, after the 911 call, police arrived and say they witnessed the domestic violence in the home. St. Louis Cardinals had the late game at Arizona, two outs, bottom of the ninth. 
Second and third for the Diamondbacks, but they're trailing 7-4 to the Cardinals and their closer Alex Reyes, who has an ERA under one. A loss would be Arizona's 13th in a row. Atlanta lost 13-2 at the Mets, who had five home runs in this game. Even Francisco Lindor hit a home run, and he's batting 191. (laughs) Wow. Seattle beat Texas 3-2. That's five straight losses for the Rangers. Mitch Haneker of the Mariners with his 14th home run. San Francisco beat the Dodgers easily in L.A., 11 to six, the loss to Julio Urias, who had been seven and one, but in five innings he allowed six earned runs, eleven hits. The Dodgers' Albert Pujols did hit career home run number six sixty nine. The Padres got a three run homer in the twelfth from Will Myers to win eleven eight at Houston. Fernando Tatis Jr. hit the tying three run shot in the top of the ninth. Houston's offense with runners in scoring position three for twenty two. The Padres have played four straight extra inning games. The record is five straight, set over a hundred years ago by the Tigers. Detroit beat the Yankees today 6-1. to Boston over Miami 3-1 to as the Marlins left 12 men on base. Paid attendance 25,000 at Fenway Park. They're back to full capacity allowed in Boston. Angels a 4-0 winner at Oakland. Shohei Otani a two-run single. Cubs won their sixth in a row 10-2 against Cincinnati. The losing pitcher for the Reds Luis Castillo is now 1-8 with an ERA of 7.22 this season. Ouch. Minnesota edge Kansas City 6-5, beating ex-twin Irvin Santana. Tampa Bay 5-3 over Philadelphia with two runs bottom of the eighth. Zach Wheeler, no decision. The Phillies starter did have 14 strikeouts in seven innings. Toronto at Cleveland rained out. They'll play a doubleheader tomorrow. White Sox swept a doubleheader from Baltimore. The Orioles have lost 12 in a row. And the loser of game one was Baltimore's Matt Harvey, the former Mets star. He lasted three innings. He's 3-6 and six with the O's. ERA 6.84. Milwaukee swept a doubleheader at Washington. Pittsburgh swept a doubleheader against Colorado and shut them out in both games, 7-0 and 4-0. So the Rockies have lost five in a row. And we can update the Cardinals have won 7-4 the final, so the Diamondbacks have lost 13 straight. Four NBA playoff games, most of them not worth watching. There was a great ending at Memphis tonight. Utah was down with about four minutes left and had a 14-2 run to end the game. Beat Memphis. They blew, they, they blew them out at the end. Uh, at the end, they did, yes. Yeah. 121-111. Donovan Mitchell, 29 points. And Mike Conley, ex of Memphis, had 27. So that first-round series is two games to one for the Jazz. Former Utah center Mark Eaton died at the age of 64 after an apparent bicycle crash yesterday. He was found unconscious near his home in Utah and passed away at a local hospital. Eaton's jersey number is retired in Utah. He was a two-time NBA Defensive Player of the Year, played all 11 of his NBA seasons with the Jazz. Portland is tied two games apiece after whipping Denver 115-95. Norman Powell, 29 points. Damian Lillard was one of 10 shooting from the floor, but the rest of the team shot 55%. In fact, Portland was up by 33 late in the third quarter. Nikola Jokic led the Nuggets with 16 points in three quarters. Philadelphia is up three games to none after dominating at Washington tonight, 132-103. Joel Embiid had 36 points in only 28 minutes, and Milwaukee completed a four-game sweep with a win at Miami, 120-103. So, in league history, teams with a three games to none lead in the NBA. 141-0. All time in those series still undefeated. In fact, 88 of those have been sweeps like Milwaukee. End it. End it already. Milwaukee's now off until next Saturday, at least, by the way. Spring break, Party. <laughs> they have to wait to either face number two seed Brooklyn or Boston in the second round. And keep in mind for the Bucks, starting guard Dante DiVincenzo is out for the postseason with a torn ankle tendon. And uh, in 
the NHL. We're going to have a Game 7 at Toronto yes. Monday because for the second straight game, Toronto lost in overtime. They lost 3-2 in OT at Montreal tonight. Boston opened the second round beating the Islanders. Jordan Spieth leads by one stroke at Colonial. Kyle Larson earned the NASCAR poll for tomorrow's Coca-Cola 600 on Fox TV, 6 p.m. Eastern time. And a final note, the winner of the Xfinity race today was Ty Gibbs, 18-year-old grandson of team owner Joe Gibbs. That's right. Ty has two Xfinity victories in only six starts. Back to you. All right, Stop. thanks a lot to Sager. But well, actually, one bad job by the Sager, uh, Plank. Gosh. He didn't the Arizona mention Wildcats? That. No, you didn't mention the draft in my basketball league. I was taken in the <laughs> no, seventh my round. Fault. That's seventh all on round. me. I apologize. Yeah, you got to put that. There's only eight rounds, but I was taken in the seventh, Plank. I wasn't the last pick. Didn't I, go in the last pick. I wasn't That's in the last the round. I wasn't Mr. Irrelevant. Just so. like the fifth grade blacktop all over again. <laughs> yes. So they actually tell you when you're drafted in this league that they you're They have in? a draft. Yeah, you, if you don't make it, if they don't draft you then you can't play dude i mean do they scout how do they know if yeah, you're yeah they good scout or not? and you have to play and you know earn your, i i'm the I, oldest guy in the league a lot of 21 to 30 year olds so you're running at your age with your knees with i'm a, a three-point shooter i'm a three-point oh, gotcha. specialist just, just yeah. get you out there yeah. set just get shot me, just, ready to go just give me the ball no i know set shot i'm <laughs> i'm fadeaway jumper you know i'm luca oh okay okay well my I, middle I, name's I, luca if Are you kidding me? The the live Twitter thing, Periscope, doesn't exist anymore, so I need to find a new it's way. It's going to be live on Facebook. The ga- uh, oh, the game, so you they're, they're going to be – I can watch this on yes. Facebook Live. Okay, yes, you can. Good. So you'll be able I, to do that. I've got my weekend plan set. <laughs> Let's Four. go. Watching Arnie. <laughs> Four out of five uh, top-selling jerseys come from players that didn't play last year. And Tebow is leading the way. Are you going to say you? <laughs> no, no. Te- Tebow's leading the way. That shows you how much Tebow mania is going on out there. And did you know that the over under on yards were 19 and a half? When I heard that a couple of weeks ago, I'm like, man, I got to get some of that over 19 and a half. That, that's like one or two catches, you know? That, that's very doable for an entire year. From the but box. That's crazy. Counting, but you're counting on him making the roster. I, I think he's going to – at first, I didn't think he was going to make it. I, I believe he's going to make it. You don't go through all this okay. nonsense if, if you don't think he has a decent chance of making it, you know? Well, I mean, again, I mean, we've seen this before with college coaches that take a job in the NFL and they want to get their guys that they're, they're familiar with. Who did Steve Spurrier bring in? Was it Danny Werfel and then like two of the receivers in Washington when he, when he was there? So I don't necessarily know if it guarantees that he's going to be on the field, but I, if it's 19 and a half, why not, Arnie? Why not take a shot at that, right? What? A, yeah. You saw some dude that Bernie told us about that made 40 grand on prop bets. Count me in. Let's now go. How many, Let's make how it all happen. How many people are going to cry that this is a white privilege thing, but it really isn't? Maybe when you're getting the tryout, but you, you don't get put on the team. Um, roster spots are hard to come by. You don't get put on the team just because the guy likes you and you're good buddies and you live down the street from him. Um, because if that's the way it is, uh, there'd be a lot of people like that on the team. I, I can't imagine he's got to earn his way on that team big time. You know? Yeah, no, I, I agree. Um, at least in the earning his way on the team part, I still, and I have no problem with Tebow. I really don't. It's just, I, I love Tebow. How does he keep getting opportunities? That's the thing that is, is he really that freak of an athlete? Because he ain't really good on TV, but yet he keeps getting TV opportunities too. Well, so was Gino Toretta. I mean, so was Jason White. And I mean, it's just, who cares? I mean, you got to be a good athlete to win the Heisman, you know, or a damn good player. Gino Toretta. But I, I, again, good luck to Tim Tebow. 
I don't think he's going to end up on the opening day roster, but uh, this dude seems to keep getting opportunities. So they, who am I to hate on a guy that keeps getting chances, right? That's yeah. it. I would, That's I, it. I would be betting yes. Uh, really? He is going to be on the opening roster. I don't know if I'd bet the over two and a half touchdowns, but no, I am betting bet yes. No, you bet the under touchdowns. All right, we're going to come back. We'll get to some predictions before we wrap things up. That's next right here on Fox Sports Radio. All right, good evening, everyone. Chris Plank, Arnie Spanier Plank, sitting in for Aaron Torres' final segment of the show. By the way, how was it to just put your feet up and ride shotgun, huh? I love it. I absolutely loved every minute of this. I'm down to do it whenever. I don't have to worry about coming up with a topic that you try to tell me I should be fired for. (laughs) Um, The only mistake I made, and Lita Lap called me on this, I called 50 Cent a one-hit wonder. It would be more what, a one-album Wow. Wonder, yeah, that that'd probably be a little bit more because there's a few more songs than just one on that album from uh, from Fiddy. But no, 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 this is fun, and I'm uh, I appreciate Aaron letting me sit in. I, I, well, you're the boss. I appreciate yeah. you allowing me. You're welcome. You're the welcome. opportunity to sit in after a yeah. busy day, day. But no, this is great. Now, now I feel like we can just recycle the- everything tomorrow night. You were like the fourth or fifth person I thought of once I knew that Torres was going to be out. So. I appreciate that. Yes, At least to be welcome. in the rotation. Yeah, and by fun. the way. I tried four way. other people. They couldn't do it. But right. you were number five. Oh, I, hey, as long yeah. as I'm on the depth chart, yeah. you know me. I'm not, I don't have that big of an ego. Hey, you know, tomorrow night on our show, Arnie, we are slated to hear from the winner of the Indy 500. Nice. So you and I will talk to the Indy 500 winner, which leads to my next question. No, that we're going to talk to Ryan Hunter Ray. Is who? Uh, I did you know the Indy 500 was this weekend, and is it in your picks? Ryan Hunter Ray is that how you say his, his you name? It. You hit it on the head. He's going to win the Indy 500 tomorrow, guaranteed. Go. So guaranteed. 18 okay. to one too. You better go put some money on that. Are we going to talk to him then tomorrow? Right. I I personally dig your guarantees on on a on a driver. That you had to make sure that we were pronouncing his yeah. name right. And well, you I probably said Joe even... Smith and nobody would have known. They don't know who's racing in this. Well, I, yes, they do. Don't no, disrespect don't. Indy 500 fans. They know Scott <laughs> Dixon is back. They don't want Pablo Montoya. Uh, is that right. a race car driver and an actor? That, that is a race car <laughs> driver. Um, he, he a little bit up there in age, but uh, okay. Continue. Now, if I, I brought up, I just want to make this very clear, that if we brought up wrestling, Arnie's first response would be, oh, is the macho man involved? Snap so, into a Slim Jim. There you go. Um, right. I, I would actually go with uh, Helio Castro Nevis instead of Ryan Hunter Ray. Same starting spot in yeah. the Indy 500 Road 3. Well, give me a little music. Put me in the mood. Let me get you some picks. Tell you what I think is going to happen. We start with... Game four between my New York Knicks and the Atlanta Hawks. Oh, payback, so you know what. Yeah, Atlanta's been game three. Atlanta's been playing so far over their heads, it's disgusting. And it can't get any worse for Julius Randle. He's going to pick it up, and it's going to happen in game four. New York takes game four. New York still wins this series in seven. <laughs> it went from winning in three to winning in seven. I love it. Let's get to my Lakers. By the way, I couldn't disagree with you more on this series. I think the Knicks are D-O-N-E done. Wow. Tomorrow night's show is going to be a rough one for you. Uh, Let's get to my Lakers. Kobe. Don't you even try. Yeah, you were a little worried about the Lakers when they lost. No, 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 no. I've never been worried about the Lakers. I was a little worried about the Lakers. Arnie. Listen, I don't want to interrupt your segment here go ahead, with, go ahead. With, with logic and, and your yeah. own words. I hate logic, but go ahead. But I think the words were, Lita Lap, correct me if I'm wrong, 
Uh, LeBron James is done. He'll never win anything. I think I said O-V-E-R. Yeah, and the Lakers are done, finished, O-V-E-R, and then you yelled, oh, Laker fan. Uh, now, again, my memory's a little bit foggy, but that's that's how I remember the show two uh, weeks ago. Remember it now. Lakers win, go up three games to one. I didn't know Chris Paul was going to be so banged up like this. You didn't tell me. Well, Nobody again, knew. you picked them to lose in the play-in game, so there's also that. Just one game. I still thought they were going to make it after that. They were going to lose to Golden State. My Lakers win, go up three games to one, and win the series in five. Guess what, though? The Celtics win game four. They tie up the Nets at two games apiece. Why are we not giving the Nets more crap for losing game three? Because Tatum had 50. Um, but yet, with the big three, two of the big three still outscored them combined. Then Tatum, why did Boston win this game without Jalen Brown? I know. I was. I'll tell you what. You know this because you cover Boston quite a bit. It's not been the best season, breaking no, news. horrible. But, boy, we've seen a breakout even more so than we thought from Jason Tan. That's just a special performance, Arnie. Uh, Arnie, I think he's going to be amazing. I think they might knock this up at two. I think I'm with you. I think um, I'm with you. You know, you scared me about Luka. I, I, don't, I, I think it's a real injury. That alone is the reason why I'm going to have to pick the Clippers that even this series at two games apiece. And, Geez, they'll probably come back and win this thing in seven. Mavericks had him on the ropes. I'm curious to see how Luka's going to be tomorrow, if he does play, Plank. I think he plays, and I think he has a good game. But you, again, were in that group of people that were trying to bury the Clippers after a 2-0. In fact, yes. Yes. I'll tell you what. I've been paying attention to Twitter way too much during the NBA games. NBA Twitter... It's your kind of place, Arnie. They end games. <laughs> games are over five minutes into them. Guys are going into the Hall of Fame. So, yeah, I, I, I think that that the Clippers, even this at two games apiece, and I do think that you're going to see a big-time performance from playoff P again. And Ryan Hunter Ray will be the winner of the 2021 Indianapolis 500. Hopefully we'll speak to him tomorrow, Plank. So Hopefully. Yes. No hopefully about it. He'll be on with us tomorrow night, Arnie. I can't wait. All right. Wait. There you go. Thanks to Laker Don, our technical director, Lee DeLap, producing the show today. To Sager on the updates. Thanks to Plank filling in for Torres. Thanks to Bernie. By the way, Bernie, coming up next, top of the hour here on Fox Sports Radio. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bed 365 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? 
a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.